Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13. An unlucky number for some, a lucky number for others. For us, let's hope it's a lucky one. <laughs> uh, it is for us because it's happening. We're doing happening. 13. We are. We're doing the 13. Uh, so, we're yes, doing <laughs> we're doing it. But, yes, hi, I'm Brian the Pirate, and I am, of course, joined by the absolutely lovely. Peachy Pixel 8. God damn yeah. it, Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the very you. handsome Pulp Fictionally. There we go. Fantastic. Devilishly uh, handsome. Devilishly. So, so for today's show, <laughs> we've got uh, a couple of subjects we'll probably just bounce through. It's more of a, here's an update about the thing that happens every week. And then there's a couple more subjects that we'll probably dive quite a bit into. Uh, so before we do that, let's, let's, how, how is everyone doing? Pulp, how, how's your, your past week been uh not too bad i've been dealing with a lot of wedding stuff lately because it's coming up in october and i was just telling brian about how i've been thinking about going back to school after after the wedding's done because i can't do that right now so not too much just working on stuff behind the scenes do you want to share what it is that you were going into education sure. i'm looking into mortuary science and funeral services so I can play with dead bodies. That's pretty metal, dude. <laughs> I was going to say, Peach, are you okay? I'm, like, <laughs> there wasn't a necrophilia joke out of nowhere or something like that. <laughs> I was oh, like, um, is, is uh, he all right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's, all I got. That's all I got. Nice, nice. So I'm trying to hammer through the agenda because I haven't had a chance to see it because I've been streaming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've been looking fair, at it fair. myself, too. How about you, PG? How's your week been? It's been good. Um, nothing's happening tomorrow and it's all fine. Over to you, Brian. Oh, okay. Nothing's happening tomorrow. Fair enough. My week's um, been mostly <laughs> sleeping. Uh, lots of sleeping. Um, the first... You said your sleep schedule is all like messed up, right? Yeah, so obviously I exhausted myself essentially last week. And it was right when I booked time off just so I could just chill out. So I ended up spending all of my time off just in bed. Just sleeping for sometimes as long as like 15, 16 hours a day. And I was just like, why <laughs> is it always when you're off that you you become ill and and such uh, i have managed to get my sleep pattern back on schedule came back to work uh, my real life job as a not a software engineer senior engineer uh, so i've been working you engineer seniors i do engineer seniors essentially Ooh. yeah so my job before was i was just the like a service desk engineer so i just fixed people's problems i did first line stuff second line stuff third line stuff so those who don't know what that means first line is like Oh, you forgot your password. Let me reset it for you. Third line is, oh, your business is about to collapse because your internal infrastructure is no longer working as it should be. <laughs> and that's the sort of stuff I would fix. Uh, so which, I, I, which line, casual which Friday. level is it that I need to get to before I can ask and answer real questions rather than, uh, is your router plugged in? What, which, which level is that? I would say that was second line. So that's when you start right. getting to the technical stuff. Like first line stuff is anyone can do it like you just get a guy who goes oh your account's not locked i'll unlock it oh your password needs resetting i'll reset it oh you need to reset the cable things like that second line actually requires uh technical knowledge and then third line is a far more advanced knowledge because you're doing the, the infrastructure stuff rather than just user error kind of things uh, so my job now as a senior engineer is i look after my team so i still have a manager mm. i report to but i look after my team i teach them things I, I stay on top of the processes that might be bespoke to certain customers because we're an um an, ugh, i can't words an msp so we we do services for loads of clients across the country some in other countries as well and uh, i i 
keep on top of making sure they they are up to date and doing things right and if they come across an issue that's like really wrecking their brain they could blow like, brian i need an adult and then i'll come over and play okay <laughs> have you tried this no let's try that then blah 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 See the like, babysitter. essentially yeah i just make sure yeah. that if uh, if a fire does need putting out i'm available to put it out but otherwise i make sure yeah. that my team are smart enough to do the job on their own essentially which That's means fair. I interact a lot less with people, which is fantastic because I fucking hate people. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just have to interact with my team as opposed to some clown who's like, I need help. This is how you fix it. How do I fix it? By reading what I've just told you <laughs> kind of thing. Like I used to do, um, I, I want to say like a series on my Instagram called IT with Brian. And I would just talk about some of the conversations that I would have with users either on the phone or via chats and things like that. Uh, I once had someone where I was like, okay, you just need to click on and then described a button or something on screen and they went what is click and i was like what do you mean what is click and my brain just exploded that they had to ask that question so yeah you just went you went you started from ground zero on that one yeah i was just like what do you <laughs> like, mean oh my what God. is click you're right, an adult so let's person. talk about do you know how to walk yeah yeah like oh it was, it was very very silly and then people were like make a t-shirt so i briefly made a what is click t-shirt but yeah um <laughs> so just silly things like that basically but i don't have to deal with that all that often nowadays uh, should we get on with uh, talking industry news and whatnot? Industry yeah. news. I'm excited. We, so, we need a jingle, a sting. We do. More porn music, please. <laughs> all that. All that. Is that a burp <laughs> at the end Game as well? news. I swear I heard a burp at the end of that, but never mind. <laughs> but, um... So yeah, the, the first subject is there have been rumors, but relatively reliable ones, because there's people in the industry industry space, like the PR space particularly, who are like, yeah, we, we've heard this as well. We, it's a thing. Um, Resident Evil 9. I'm excited. You're excited. So as you may I'm, 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 I'm always excited for Resident Evil news. I was actually, I, I didn't, I haven't been... Uh, keeping up to date with any industry news this week just FYI guys so please don't be mad at me I so I didn't know that there was new information about Resident Evil 9 but I do remember there was a leak a, a leak I'm air quoting for those listening that it was there were going to be more about it was like supposed to be more coven or witch based like that was like like really like the whispers kind of like what's going right. to be the next um what's gonna be the new zombos yeah so that's so, the, that's the discussion question what would you want right. it to be would you want it to be like a standalone oh, thing like just... eight and uh, sorry like seven and eight or do you want it to go back to the original stuff or i really like seven i like seven better than eight um i that i understand that might be a little bit controversial because a lot of people loved eight um i thought eight was a little too action heavy uh but I, I would like to see it more like seven. I don't want I, my biggest concern would be has been like after playing eight was after four, they kind of went that same direction. Like they leaned really heavily into it. And that's how we ended up at six and had to do the revamp. Mm. So I just don't want them to go more action heavy. So I'm hoping I'll go back more to the seven roots. Right, right. And would you want it to be a like a standalone thing again? Or do you want it to be something related perhaps to seven? I mean, I don't, maybe, I mean, they did leave off the, uh, they had the DLC that came out, what was it, earlier this year, I think, and it featured Ethan's daughter. Right. So, I mean, they could do something with her. Okay, okay. How about you, Peachy? I can't remember, like, are you big on I, your Resident Evil? I, I like Resi, and I'm not, I'm not like Pulp, 
you know, feral yeah, they, for it. Bit, excuse me, I just played them. <laughs> all of them, know, over and over again. The, no, I don't know all the lore and everything. I just really thoroughly enjoy them. I'm more of a Silent Hill fan. Right. But like Pulp, um, I thought Seven was just brilliant. And I, um, not that I have a problem with Eight at all. That's cool. Um, but I would like to see them go back to a smaller story like Seven was right. with a more contained area. I mean, you still did go outside of the house for some stuff, but it was a much more contained. It was just the house property more than anything. Like, yeah. it's just a different part of the house. Yeah. But, I mean, you got that bit where you go through the... Uh, is this spoilers? Where you go through all the water stuff and... Spoilers, no. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's an older but game. It was, it was mostly contained, and yeah. I, I thought that was brilliant. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd, what I'd want is them to do that and then have their spin-off for their action games and maybe mm -hmm. go back to the third person over the, over the shoulder. Because people do, do love... They did stuff, do that right? with the DLC. They brought it back right. and for, for eight. You can actually put, go through eight with third person now. Because people are getting their fill with the third person stuff because they're remaking all the other ones, right? Hmm. Yeah. So I, if they went like Resident Evil third or whatever. and Third person feels like the Resident Evil. When they went first person, didn't feel so like, you know, because a lot of uh, indie games does first person. Hmm. And we've always been able to see the character we're playing. If, if that, is that what you mean? It's just, it's as a, like the first Resident Evil on mm -hmm. PlayStation scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and third person <laughs> it doesn't. The shit out of Baby Peachy? It doesn't, like, now, like, I need more immersion to be scared. Right. Not that I'm, like, right. scared, but, uh, you know, it, it definitely, I'm immersed and I get a bit like, oh, what's yeah, happening? It's scary. There, there was two parts in eight that did legitimately scare me. I mean, there was obviously the big, it's not really a spoiler anymore. Everyone knows about the big baby. Uh, yeah. But the DLC, like, I, like, I, my, um, for those who don't know, like, some my fiance sits next to me when I stream sometimes, and he had to play through that uh, portion of the DLC. There's a part in there that legitimately scared the shit out of me. Right, right. I haven't played any of the games, so I can't comment. I, I think I've watched people play like maybe I, one I won't or two. Spoil, I won't spoil it if anyone hasn't played it, but I, there is a part. There are parts that are pretty, pretty scary. Like, I don't find four scary. When we, even the remake, I didn't find four scary. Um, I found it more tense than anything. Right. And, tense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, tense. yeah. And I mean, you saw when I when I was playing, I like I just got getting overwhelmed. Like that's just what kept happening. It's like you're I'm running around getting overwhelmed constantly. And the regenerators, they were like the scariest part. And they're still goofy as hell when they flop around on the floor. It's like ah, all the fear's gone. Right, right. Yeah, like I, I think there's a market kind of... for scary Resident Evil first person, mm -hmm. a smaller story, but you know, it's still it's still it's got that resi vibe of the I horror. People, I think people really like the more action heavy in Resident yeah. Evil because because yeah. like I but said, eight, I think there's a market for both of those. Do you know I what agree. I'm saying? I I think eight did a lot better. Um, of like more, it was more what like I mean, both games were really well received. Seven and eight. I preferred seven because it felt like, you know, more claustrophobic. Like you weren't, you didn't have all these big guns to protect yourself. And, and eight, eight is common San Diego. You go everywhere, don't eight you? Eight felt like, um, it felt a lot like four when you went, when four came out. Like, you know, you had it because I, I didn't play three until like the remake. Cause like I, I'm like, for some reason, Nemesis scared the shit out of me as a kid. So I didn't touch three. But so last one I played Horrors. before that was. <laughs> two uh was the one i played before and that was more like the classic resi style and when it went 
but four was like received so well and that's why i said my biggest concern with nine is that they're gonna do what they did with four where they after that or that four with five and six how they went more they kind of leaned heavily into the action heavy <laughs> and all the fear like the last two, uh five and six i love five i i had a lot of fun playing five but it's more just because the game's just fun right. not not scary there i don't think there's any part in that game that actually scared me much I, less I, six i think like resi the third person resi's it just got more and more goofy and more action which is cool right. like that's still fun and i understand why people just are drawn to that because so like you, i like horror games that aren't necessarily scary they just would, got a theme of horror right? right so would you say you prefer like the option of having first person peachy well, no, because I think you need to build a, th a first person and a third person game very differently. Yeah. Well, they did. Well, that's why they did the third person uh, option and it came later. It was first person still, but if you buy the DLC, you can play in first person or third but person again. I'm sorry. You can play the original one. game in third person. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think they should do that. I think they should craft a third-person game or a first-person game, or both, I, preferably I both. Well, the DLC, because the DLC is in third-person, and I remember people got kind of hyped when they saw the third-person option. I still, I think I went through it. I think I started a game, and I, but, you know, once I've beaten the game, I've, you know, all the, and all the surprises are gone. I, I have a hard time playing through games multiple times, unless it's like a game I liked when I was younger. So I haven't played through it again thoroughly with uh, third-person. But I know some people really were really stoked on that. I, I don't mind the option being there, but I do agree that I I I, th I think the first person works better for the for the fear something factor. is going to be lacking if you if you convert a third person to a first person or first person to a third person, you're going to miss out on something. Well, it's like, okay, so like there's a part in the first game in seven. I keep saying first because like of the two, it's the first one. So th yeah. don't mind me if I if I slip up like that. There's like that scene, like in the very beginning when like because of where the first person wor works best and you know you're checking it was right after you fought me so it's at the very beginning and uh jack is right behind you the big guy and like that's not going to work the best in third person that worked that no, specifically you... worked for first person so yeah. i agree with you i i think you're right it it, there would be something lacking if they gave you that option so for the record, I don't think they're going to make two games. There's no way yeah. they'll no, go. No, absolutely, here's, absolutely, here's the one that we've got not. new fans with, and here's what everyone likes about the old stuff. I mean, they're right. still doing well with their remakes, but are they what, what's next? Veronica. Five? <laughs> what's the next remake to do? Um, uh, five. I, it is I'm, five. Yeah. I, I do want to see five. I'm, I'm really interested to see what they're planning to do with that because the people I, who like the action games deserve a new game as well you know i agree i i agree and i think if you're gonna do the remake well you have five and six six will be the most interesting that they do i think because like depending on how they handle five six was just it's i i mean we played it and it we had fun playing it but it's goofy as hell it's not it's not a horror game it's just a goofy well, it is it's just not a scary best. game right because it, it's well, still horror based horror elements yeah. but the whole game it's just it doesn't take itself seriously which i mean i don't mind that like we were you and i were just talking about like i don't mind when a game doesn't take itself seriously i have a lot of fun with that i love b horror but if you're coming from a game where it's like you know you look at the roots of you know resident evil one and two those games were legitimately scary and then you go and you hop skipping a jump to six and you know you have the the snowmobiles you know hand holding snowmobiles where you're yelling at your partner because <laughs> i kept dying because <laughs> someone missed a qte right, right. you know just things it's just, 
I, I mean, that I really, I'm glad they didn't bring back the QTEs. Thank God. That, I could not stand that shit. And, and horror. <laughs> I like to put my controller down, God damn it. <laughs> I think it's certainly possible that there could be like two forks. So one, mm -hmm. like Resident Evil horror, as in horror the genre, and then Resident Evil action. Well, didn't of... they do like the Revelation series? Like they could do something like that with like the mainstay one being more like like horror, like you know, very like heavy on the horror and leaning more into that. And then they can have their you know their the you know the spinoff games like Revelations. I know what people like Revelations a lot. I've never played any of them. Well, there are, there are a lot them. of studios that are already looking at games somewhat like that. Like despite my dislike for them, Ubisoft had kind of doing that with the assassin's creed series by the sounds of things so they've got the the mainline series which is going to be kind of like your, your valhallas and stuff and then you'll have like your side projects which um lean into the more old school like the first three games and things like that and are more on the assassin's things like mirage that's coming out for example mirage isn't supposed to be classed as the next thing from valhalla it's supposed to be just mm. another assassin's creed game rather than in the mainline series so, you know, you've right. got Ubisoft doing it. I think Squeenix could potentially be doing it. They've just done the Final They kind of did it with um, Stranger in Paradise, which I really did not like. But yeah. they kind of did it with that, where it was more like that action-heavy, like very, you know, who did it? Uh, who worked on that? Same people who did Neo Team Ninja, Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and I mean, that's up for debate how well that did i never really looked into i personally i did not enjoy it but there is a mark there is it is a good Phoenix tactic doesn't have a problem with running two types of games yeah. from its main uh, that, line. i mean they've been doing, doing, doing it years. with final fantasy right they, they they've been doing a it sequel years. to the one game which just goes in that direction well what mm -hmm. i was going to say is because obviously 16 is substantially more action orientated the combat is more akin to like your devil may cries and things like that so now they've had this game that's sold pretty well and it's in their mainline series. So now mm -hmm. they've got to go, well, do we stick with this new format that we wanted to try because we think it'll be more popular? And it appears that it generally is on the commercial side of things. So yeah. then do they make old school like Final Fantasies or do they put that into a different IP? Like you got your Octopath They would Trapper have to probably like do a different IP because I feel like these days, I mean, even like leading up, because I remember we were having that discussion about like you know what the difference between like a JRPG is and so mm. on and there's certain elements that line up with that and one I would always like historically before when I was younger would associate with the JRPG would be turn based right and that's thing elements like that gameplay elements like that don't really they're not appealing to a mass audience whereas something like Devil May Cry the D Devil May Cry more for as format or uh, gameplay, sorry, in Final Fantasy 16 did, and it clearly shows in the numbers. Yeah. Because people, not if it, they really revealed, you know, a turn-based, you know, it wouldn't have sold as well. Yeah, 100%. So uh, moving on then, uh, Armored Core gameplay. Did we see I the, still the haven't gameplay? seen that, and I'm no, I very excited. So I'm, please tell me. <laughs> given out to a load of, reviewers and content creators and it's kind of odd because they've been giving it to or it's odd in one way and not in another so they've been giving previews to dark souls oh. creators so it's like oh you're from soft fans play our new from soft game but of course armored core is nothing like dark souls and that's been confirmed by all these people that have been playing it they're like oh yeah it's 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 more akin to the actual Armored Core games. They haven't made Armored Core more Dark Soulsy. They've just made it more Armored Core, but in 
uh, newer, shinier engines and whatnot. And everyone that is an Armored Core fan is like, yeah, this looks great. More Armored Core, sick. I want to, you know, spend two hours painting my mech and then kill a dude in two seconds and then spend another two hours tweaking settings and whatnot. Um, But the gameplay, I think, does look really, really, really good. I've seen a few people remarking that it's a bit bland looking, but it's like, well, yeah, you're in a dystopian corporate-led planet place that's basically being fought over for resources it's not exactly going to look all prim and proper kind of thing like you're in giant factories and stuff like that but uh personally i've been seeing the gameplay and i've been quite impressed uh, it looks really really good I, i'm gonna have to sit down and watch the gameplay by myself like after the podcast just so i can really like take it in it but from what you're showing on the screen it looks badass dude so this this video is the official uh gameplay that they released and then there's obviously creative videos out there as well um so if you've got like obviously i know varty said he played it he did a video talking about it and then had to make mocks because he couldn't put his own footage up um i assume he's going to come out with his own video where he can actually show Mm -hmm. stuff rather than b-roll oh it's handsome it's handsome (laughs) yes they're in mechs you bastard except choices mean things (laughs) don't put that out there we don't want this to turn out like anthem anthem makes me feel sad because anthem had so many things about it that was really cool and then there was so much about it yeah like the trailer and um like the gameplay was fine the gameplay mechanics were what were bad like the star power and things like that that didn't make sense it was like oh yeah, you can have all is... these affixes on your weapons but it doesn't matter because the star power on this gun is bigger <laughs> and that's what scales the so, damage was ea was attached to anthem though right yeah yeah EA yeah we don't have ea uh, to worry about here yeah so this is just but that's off. good from soft uh, i mean historically has i mean what these i think their first games weren't the greatest but have been have always released quality so i don't think we have to worry about it being anthem god damn yeah, it yeah, no, definitely <laughs> no not. it was just he was flying through the air like like in anthem the, the yeah, camera no, it does look like anthem. i could i could see why you say that yeah. i assume so fun i assume the 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 reason from soft have given it to from soft creators because they have a relationship with them mm-hmm. yeah it's this form of trust right yeah so as i said it's kind of weird because they've given it to people that don't really play this game so it could mm-hmm. with some creators who are probably less on it backfire and they could just end up shitting over it going oh this isn't a souls game kind of thing but on the other right. hand they've got this established audience who love FromSoft games and or at least from the past 10 years which have all been souls well, this isn't the first armor core either no that's it's, but that's it's what's so, the so there decade. is going to be a fan base that uh, there is like a yeah, you know, the demographic that's never even played it. Yeah, but they've got to find those people and they've got to vet those people and they've got to mm-hmm. build up some kind of relationship it, with them. Sending it to, you know, Souls creator, content creators is a good move on their parks. Those are the people that are going to want to, you're going to want to bring them in. They're already it's like, definitely goodwill from those creators. Yeah. Yeah. You, you build that up, right? Yeah. And yeah. also, like, and the people who are like really into from software, in my experience, they're die hard. Like, they, they are they like die on that sword <laughs> yeah we're from software and there's for good reason they're great games they're great games the area but... where it could potentially backfire is obviously the last decade has been Soulsborne. it's been mm-hmm. souls likes and things right. like that armored core hasn't been around so yes there is an audience but it's a niche and aging dying breed audience basically because it's us people mm. our age and things like that but then you've got this audience who follow creators because they play Soulsborne content and then this creator is suddenly going 
I'm in a mech and I fly around in the missions in 90 seconds sometimes and things like that. And then these people are going to be like, you what? <laughs> kind of thing. So it, it could be something that, as I said, I'm potentially I'm just really excited to see. Like, I'm, I'm really, really excited to see this because, like, I, I've, I'm such a sucker for mechs. Like, growing up, I, I love mech animes and shit. And I'm glad to see something like Armor Core coming out. Like, to see, like, it's just a, like, if you, if it's like this weird, like, archaic way, it's, kind of like not post-apocalyptic like i guess post-apocalyptic kind of style it's like we've been seeing a lot of like cyberpunky games lately yeah. and it's kind of nice to see something that kind of like throw back to the, like more mechs i'm yeah. excited uh, it looks cool dude <laughs> it's something I'll, I'll definitely be checking out like i'm not a huge like mech fan like i barely played any mech games i barely watch anything to do I with mechs i don't think does i played too many fun. mech games myself either i just really like the concept of mechs yeah yeah no like, interesting and there's a lot of customization as you can see on screen mm -hmm. now you like i said you, you spend two hours just trying to tweak your mech and then you do a 90 second mission and then spend another two hours yeah, tweaking your mech, mech and, yeah get to, to tweak your bits <laughs> tweak exactly your how you want them. do you reckon you'll be, reckon yeah. you'll be playing it peachy <laughs> and he's gone for those listening on, on on audio only, Peachy has left. <laughs> He's no longer here. So yeah. No, it looks cool. Like I love the customization, but it just like I don't know what it is. Like for some, like because it it looks so dirty too at the same time. Like the, I'm such an aesthetic bitch. It just looks. Up to, he went to get a silk Gundam. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's not built yet. Yeah, yeah. You, don't forget to tweak your mechs. Mm. I will. I will be tweaking my mech. I got a lot. I got a lot to paint. I can't get to mechs just yet. So much. <laughs> but but this game looks, does look cool, and I'll probably be so like, I, love how dirty, I need mechs. I was just telling Brian, I like, I love how dirty it looks. So we've been seeing such shiny, like cyberpunky game. I mean, they those aren't really like they kind of look kind of grimy too. Mm. But something about like how grimy this it's game looks. Like, very industrial. Almond yeah. Core has always been a bit grim. Like yeah. If you if you look at like you know, like Gundams, they're very shiny and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I do love me some Gundam. Like, like Gundams, <laughs> like here's the aesthetic. They're so colorful, they're candy coated. <laughs> Armored Core can be a bit more. This is more practical. This is a robot yeah. that you're it, controlling and things like that. Even though it's not, yeah. but you know they they're trying. To, it's like grounding, like what Star Wars did with all the 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 seventies tinfoil stuff. They're like, oh, this is dirty and being used. And, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It, it it does grab me personally more. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm speaking for sure purely from aesthetics here. When I'm mentioning, uh, obviously, because I, I, you know, like we, we are, all, we're always just gonna like judge from what we're being shown, and I don't know, just like yeah, I see dirty max. It, it definitely has you know, that this more... candy coated bullshit. <laughs> yeah. No M Ms here. Yeah, <laughs> albeit sci-fi, it definitely has a bit more reality to it. So yeah, it definitely looks cool. Mm -hmm. As the next topic, something we've discussed on the podcast previously, and uh, it's about dolphin. Did you hear about dolphin? Yes, I I read about it on the agenda, but there went they went down as as we suspected. I mean, big surprise there. Yeah. So Steam and Nintendo had an agreement and. I can't remember the exacts, but basically Dolphin had to do something very, very specific for it to be allowed on Steam. Um, Dolphin haven't done whatever that specific thing was, and thus yeah. it's not allowed on Steam. Nintendo haven't actually gone after Dolphin. Though. They haven't tried to like litigate them or anything like that. Um, I think Dolphin basically headed them off before they could and was like, here's some legislation that says that you can't do this, and here's some more legislation that says because this software is used for other things, 
that isn't to mm -hmm. do with emulation because they that their software has multiple uses in different ways that it is right. also protected by these other stuff that it does and the nintendo were just like fine and then <laughs> just strolled up at least you're not going on steam fuck you and then just pissed off so yeah the dolphin is as predicted pooped on by nintendo essentially I mean, it's the, the dolphin is still going to exist though on its own like websites, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it's yeah. just not allowed on Steam, basically. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense though, because I mean, you're distributing like the essentially like hardware, software, or whatever for you know another system that seemed that that sketch. Yeah, well, I think it was more of a case of Steam just couldn't be asked with Nintendo. Like, Steam apps oh, no. or Valve. I, I think Steam, like, being like, yeah, fuck, <laughs> we'll take it down, fuck it. I don't think anyone wants to be asked with asked with a fucking, like, uh, Nintendo. Just like, oh, shit, they're pissed. It is a little Skip. disappointing, though. Well, it is, but I, I mean, it just, it kind of felt weird to see it on Steam, to be honest. Like, ROMs always felt like, or, like, emulators aren't ROMs. Um, that always just felt like such, a, like, an underground, like, you know, Thing, like you like seen it being like widely distributed like that you know you know what i mean like you had, always had to look for an emulator maybe not... if maybe what nintendo's going to do is actually protect their uh, old games and make them available oh they're not if they did not, that not, there would be no need them. for things like dolphin mm. like, i they, mean they would. the amount of games that <laughs> i know the amount of games so like i mean i like to support personally things that i like so I, with uh, Super Mario RPG coming out, I've already pre-ordered it, even though I, I know people always, you know, poo-poo on pre-orders. If, I, if I'm going to buy it anyway, I'm going to pre-order it. Um, but, so if, it, if Nintendo were to release some of their older games that clearly people have no access to anymore, that they need to use emulators, they, they wouldn't have to worry about this type of shit. But there's so many IPs that, they, that are just essentially abandoned. Yeah, but yeah, because they don't want to. Uh, yeah, they don't they... want to. I know. It's like, and <laughs> whose fault is that, Nintendo? Yeah, N Nintendo have always had weird practices. <laughs> like, it, it's obviously predominantly Nintendo. Words Nintendo of Japan, and they've obviously got a different like work ethic. They they still don't understand content creation and things like that, and that's why people get DMCA'd yeah. and shit all the time. Yeah. Um I, th I think it's at a least case... they didn't DMCA this time. That's something. That's yeah, good. I think yeah, that, they actually you know, wanted to, but <laughs> they couldn't because it was. Did, you didn't do the worst. <laughs> so, Steam basically, again, likewise, headed off Nintendo and was like, listen, like, if they do this, this, and this and make these changes, it's perfectly legal, piss off. And then, like I said, Dolphin just didn't manage to make whatever tweaks they needed to, needed to make to the software. Um, so, it, it Steam had essentially greenlit it, but it was with stipulations. So. Mm. So they did. Kind I, I want to know like... if those stipulations that they didn't meet it because um, they didn't have time or manpower to do it, or because they were like, "No, fuck you, we don't have to do this." Let's see if I can find out. But yeah, like <laughs> off the... that's a big that's a big difference there. You know what I mean? In my chat, DMC, DMCA stands for Dick Move Confirmed Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. I like that. I'm Whilst that. I look for that, do you want to talk about the Project Q? Uh, oh, the, the plastic tap from fucking Wish.com that they've strapped a tablet that they've got a overabundant stock of. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. Um, I posted a picture in... Um... For a second, I thought you, like, took one apart, and I was like, what the fuck? How did he get that? <laughs> <laughs> I was so confused when I first saw it. 
<laughs> but oh god, this fucking photo, man. There is I nothing. It is a plastic case that holds a tablet. Yeah. Yes. Which I, actually I means two things. Mm -hmm. One, I was right. They are just trying to shift some stock they've got. And two, this could be used to play away from your console. Because it's, it's just Android tech. It's just an Android tablet. But they've done it so it only works with the PlayStation 5. Yeah. yeah. On, so on your own network. Even worse than the ori original concept that we thought it was. It's... Uh, yeah, what's, I, I've actually got a statement. How much, how much are you charging for this Wish.com tablet and plastic combination? You know the sickest part about it, though, Peachy? Mm. People will buy it. Yeah, it's rumored that it's going to be about 300 bucks as well, which is insane to me. Like, if Some it was change. like, if it was like 100 bucks, I'd get it. Uh, it what kind sense. of Snapdragon are we talking in this tablet? I would hope <laughs> for something from this year. Yeah, no, 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 no. They no already way. have those tablets made. That's why it looks like this. <laughs> yeah, true. I have um, a statement from Dolphin, by the way, that I can read out. Oh. Yep. It's, it's a wee bit lengthy, uh, so forgive me. In fact, I can also bring it up on the screen. Uh, so, this is according to Dolphin. Uh, so, what actually happened? First things first, Nintendo did not send Valve or Dolphin a Digital Millennium Copyright Act, aka DMCA section, blah, blah, blah. Um, against our Steam page, Nintendo has not taken any legal action against Dolphin Emulator or Valve. What actually happened was that Valve's legal department contacted Nintendo to inquire about the announced release of Dolphin Emulator on Steam. In reply mm -hmm. to this, a lawyer representing Nintendo of America requested Valve prevent Dolphin from releasing on the Steam store, citing DMCA as a justification. Valve then forwarded us the statement from Nintendo's lawyers and told us that we had to come to an agreement with Nintendo in order to release on Steam. Considering the strong legal wording at the start of the document and the citation of DMCA law, we took the letter very seriously. We wanted to take some time and formulate a response. However, after being flooded with questions, we wrote a fairly frantic statement on the situation as we understood it at the time, which turned out to only fuel the fires of speculation. So after a long stay of silence, we have a difficult announcement to make. We are abandoning our efforts to release Dolphin on Steam. Valve ultimately runs the store and can set any condition they wish for software to appear on it. But given Nintendo's long-held stance on emulation, we find Valve's requirement for us to get approval from Nintendo for a Steam release to be impossible. Unfortunately, that's that, but there are some more serious matters to discuss. And then it goes on about, like, other things. So basically, Steam approached Nintendo and was like, Yo, are you cool with this? Because we can't be asked, like, having a slapping fight with you kind of thing. And then Nintendo were like, DMCA! And then Steam were like, well, no, that's kind of bullshit, but we still don't want to beef with you. So then they approached Dolphin and said, if you can get, like, an agreement with Nintendo, we'll wash our hands of it. But of course, that was never going to happen, unfortunately. So that is kind yeah. of a bit poo of Steam. I do wish Steam was a bit more like, no, like, that's not how DMCA can be used. You're literally using it wrong. Um, so fuck you. <laughs> and then just rolled with it. I was kind of hoping for the support from Steam there on that one. Because I don't know, Steam, Valve as a company just feels Steam, a bit more sincere. They, they deal with like so yeah, many other do. shit that they're like, I'm, that, that's just, that's a game that they don't want it. They, they don't want to be involved in at all. Yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of see where they're coming from. I, I agree. It would be nice if there was like a little bit more additional support, but like, I think because they're such a, there's so, they have so much they're managing on their platform. That's just one small, like, just to have 
put that much energy into like you know fighting to have an emulator on there they're probably like fuck that it's not even worth it yeah but (laughs) save himself what what was that fucking game um hatred gabe himself said no that's going on the store yeah because it's not it's like all this stuff that's being said is absolute bullshit it is absolute bullshit do it with this. Do it with. It. I'm. I am. No, I'm. I'm saying that. I, I think that. I think Steam's looking at the bottom line here. They're not going to make enough money off off the dolphin. There's yeah. no. Well, they won't what, make any what, money what, off it. No. No. That, but how much money do you think they're making off yeah. hatred? No point. No. 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 One percent of their I, value. That's just my theory here. Is that they're just looking at it, it's like this is not making it. We're not making shit off this. We're. It's that's just a not lot why of time. I like Steam and Valve. I think at the end I, of the day, it's something we don't have. Hey, all I'm, not looking, I'm not calling good, seem good guys here on here on this. It's just, a, I think that's just where that's probably what it is. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's, there it's, was a if there was a potential for them to be making a lot of money or good press off of it, because I don't even think there would be enough like press that would actually even be- benefit them either. Because like, how many people actually really know about about Dolphin? Or yeah, it's. I just think it's a bottom line here that this seems like it's just not worth their time or energy yeah. or money. I, I'm inclined to agree. Like at least with the hatred thing, there was a there was more of a news cycle around it. Like Gaben was mm-hmm. Gabening as opposed to now he's not involved in this. He's probably in New Zealand having a wank or something. I don't know. But like <laughs> at, the end of, at the end of the day, there's there's a lot of stuff we don't know. It could be that they've yeah. they've looked at the numbers and gone, nah, it's just not worth. Just fuck it off. Yeah, kind that, of thing. That, that's let, all. Let I them think fight it, amongst it, themselves. Let, like, believe me, I, I agree. It sucks. It really does suck. But it's, it's not their fight as well, to be fair. It would yeah. be nice if they got involved, but it's not their fight. And, no. and the thing is, is, it's not like you can't still obtain the Dolphin emulator. Like, I'm pretty sure it's still going to be on their website. Yeah, yeah. And it's the, it's not like that, you know, if or if you've already downloaded it, if you already don't have it, like, you're going to lose access to it. There, nothing like that is a problem. The only thing is, like, the you know, it was just they're trying to push it out to a wider audience. And I don't think people were going to be looking for that. And I don't think Steam would have really, I don't really think Valve would have promoted it that much either. I think the thing. So I'm, I don't think, I think there's really nothing, not, not much lost here. I'm not, if I'm being, no, for, if I'm being fair, there's it, not much lost here. If you haven't gone out have, and sought out the, a demo if it was yourself. on Steam, it would semi legitimize emulation as an actual mm. platform. I, I'm I'm just deeply disappointed with Steam because this is I, this I, I is one thing that. that I can see Steam fighting for because they don't like Steam don't care about money that much. If they did, they'd make Half Life Three. They just shit one out. I think like, there could there's just also so much like you know I I think with the legalities around emulation like it's so it's really I, I'd see I don't even really understand sometimes like you know just the like the laws around that i remember like growing up it was always it, like i said it felt like kind of a shady thing to do and i remember being told by like my brothers growing up because i used to you know i learned about emulation <sighs> like I, I think chrono trigger was like the first time i ever emulated a game i i, I own it nintendo don't come after me um <laughs> i think that was like the game i and he like told us that we weren't allowed to like you know we couldn't tell anybody it was like it was a like super shady thing Rom, roms are shady roms of yeah. um existing ips are shady even though it's they're fucking abandoned you can't get them anywhere they are shady there's a way that uh developers or like nintendo um in particular i guess in this case they could um push out or sell roms for emulators is that 
Do you think that's like a, something yeah. that... Yeah, so homebrew is what you're talking about. Yeah, homebrew yeah. homebrew in anything that has a very solid uh, emulator, very strong. Mm-hmm. And pushing that out to a lot of people gives people who make homebrew an audience. I think we well, get new yeah. games. I think Paul I mean, was okay, actually saying, can, okay, like, what if Nintendo that, distributed I, I the ROMs? I can see that argument. Oh, right. I, I, yeah. It, I don't, yeah. I don't think that's true. Nintendo, Nintendo, they want to have like so much control over their own IPs. I don't see them ever wanting to ever bending, but for that. Hmm. So, but I, I, I don't know. I'm like I'm I, all over the place on this because I, I, I think, see both sides, like where you're coming from, Peachy. But I could see the business end with with Steam here, where it's like I. Pfft. I it think would, just expect sucks. better. That's all. Yeah, I think no, at the no, end no, of the I day. No, no, I get it. I get it. At the end of the day, I think it's just a case of it's not Steam's fight, and then they've got no obligation to fight it. Again, it would have been nice, but at the end of the day, it's between Dolphin and Nintendo. Well, yeah, I'm realizing now this isn't Steam's fight, but previously I would have thought this is Steam's fight. Again, I would like them to be involved, because previously I'd think, Uh, oh yeah, that's Steam's fight. Uh, Valve's fight, sorry. Mm. Uh, And now I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's disenfranchised by oh they're just gonna do that now okay yeah i still I mean, think they're better than nice. most digital oh, distributors yeah, out there but still i mean obviously dolphin would be it's like that's gamecube and nintendo 64 if i remember correctly so those aren't like there's a lot of people who never had like uh, like in support of like having it accessible to more people there's a lot of people who never really had nintendo systems like growing up they maybe started on like playstation and never got to experience a lot of those games and having it you know having the ability the capability of like knowing about learning about emulation through steam for a younger audience would have been kind of cool but yeah it is what it is though <laughs> it is no it is what it is i what it is, is shit. G willikers goofy bullshit G willikers. <laughs> so, Project Q. Um, is there any more really to say about it other than it's? I mean, it, it not looks three hundred dollars exactly... worth. <laughs> no, it is not. It's, it's basically just I think they they just stretched out a PS5 controller yeah. and slapped on a shitty Wish.com. You could probably tablet. do what they're doing with a fucking Arduino. Three, get, get on Etsy, get a 3D printer, Arduino, fucking maker, done. You don't even need to do that. You can just get a controller for your phone. Yeah. For like yeah, 50 I, bucks. I have one of those. And then, yeah, you've got essentially the same thing, except it can stream cloud services as well as, like... Wow, that, or, so or you exciting. can get, like, the PlayStation Now, which is a Steam Link box, but it's for PlayStation. And you can play PS Vita games in it. It's got a slot for PS Vita games. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, I've got one. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I got it for, like, 60 that. quid that's a couple dope. of years ago. But, yeah, um, PlayStation Now, for those that don't know, it, it was a, a cloud service, or is a cloud service, mm-hmm. that does retro games, or it did retro games. I think they've kind of built that into the whatever the the format is for the PlayStation Plus so it was Premium it was Pro an emulated version. Vita rather than the hardware in the box. Uh, yeah, it was basically a Steam Link okay. for PlayStation. Uh, moving on then, Mortal Kombat One. They showed us some shiny things. Uh, there are some nice shiny things. A lot of people. No, there aren't. No. And there's a my, my boy, boy, cameo boy, characters. Who gives a shit? Quite a lot of people How actually. Dare you <laughs> well, I'm sorry that nobody has any taste. <gasps> I mean. Omni Man is I kind of am cool. I'm fine man. with having th- terrible taste. I think Omni Man getting added is actually really cool. I also like what they've done with him because obviously everyone else has a real life actor to associate with it, whereas Omni Man is 
an animation and they've actually made like a really cool realistic looking bloke as Omni-Man. I think they've done it really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so the announcement is uh, we got confirmation Omni-Man from Invincible, um, Homelander from The Boys, and I want to see someone else. There was someone else, but I forgot. Did I write it down in the doc? Uh, Peacemaker from uh, DC Comics. Um, and it's using John Cena. Oh, It'll just be an invisible sprite. You won't be able to see it. Invisible? Never. Because it's John Cena. Oh. Oh, God damn it. It looks I like you. I think you're having disconnection. That's my joke for the podcast. I think you're having disconnection you problems, right Peachy. Are you still there? <laughs> I'm just gonna cut off the feed. But yeah, um, I I thought it was like cool. Obviously, I'm not a huge like I'm gonna play every single Mortal Kombat fan or anything like that. I'll probably get around to playing Mortal Kombat one eventually. Uh, they showed a bunch of like story based uh, trailers and stuff like that. But yeah, we're gonna get some uh, some the oh, boys. Uh, the last I, one, and I don't, I don't, I can't, I still can't justify paying a full price for a fighting game because I suck so bad at them. Yeah, that's, Here are that's the why. token current cameos we're gonna have. Oh, great! That's that's news. That's what I care about. I mean, if you were playing a, a game like Mortal Kombat as a beat 'em up player, then mm. having a new character with completely fresh move sets and things like that would be quite appealing to you. But that's not why people are excited. They're excited because it's fucking Homelander. That's oh yeah, and, and let Cena. people be excited it's, about that. Stop being a low, grumpy it's bastard. It's low-hanging fruit <laughs> hype. Let people like things, PT. Yeah. No, like good things. Go not paint like some little figures, piecemeal bitch. pieces of shit. <laughs> you know that that trailer with all the fucking uh, like finishing moves and stuff. Yeah. Now that's fucking content. This is just you know when they put like Guile's face on a rubber duck and sell it to you for twenty-five quid. That's what this is. I Who mean, gives a shit? I don't think that is what it is. And um, obviously, like, it doesn't mean anything to you, but people are excited about it. So let them. <laughs> is what this I'm going to say. Warhammer's good. I, I like Warhammer. That's cool. <laughs> What's that shit on Warhammer? Have you two heard about Glow? I, I would be annoyed if they put Homelander in Warhammer, by the way, for the record. You would? Yeah. What the fuck's this prick doing in here? Because you don't want to paint him. <laughs> you haven't got Homelander blue. Is that what it is? Uh, I have to buy more paint. <laughs> but yeah, have you two heard of Globo? <laughs> yes. No. Globo. He's fighting his Homelander blue. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, I've got, I've got cobalt blue. But yeah. Have you heard of Globo, Pop? Globo. Have you oh heard my of Globo? God. No. No. So. For those not familiar, there are oh, a number of... I, I really don't want to break it. <laughs> oh, have you not opened it yet? You don't have to pop no, the No, 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 I mean Globo. Globo. Like a, a, well, this will great. feed Globo it. This will is... add to it. <laughs> because of how it's all gone down, if anything. Expl- explain it as if you were on Reddit. Explain it like Pulp doesn't know what Globo is. Explain it as if you were explaining it on Reddit to, to Pulp. And then tell the truth. I, I don't know what that means because I don't use okay, Reddit Okay, so regularly. Globo, um, there's a a boss in Destiny. Yeah. Is it Destiny? That that Destiny was the second too. one. It started with Warcraft. It was Warcraft was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a boss in Destiny and people cannot beat Globo. So people all across Reddit have been sharing different tactics and stuff so they can defeat Globo. And you see a ton of articles going up about who is Globo. And here's the best way to defeat Globo. And they're all written by AI. Because Globo oh my god, that's what it is? Yeah, real. But, but the fun thing is, Globo was made up. 
Globo is completely made up. Some Redditors That's were right. like, this is going to be a Google. So there's there's a number of news publications so that use AI. trying to take, take the piss out of everybody? Out no. of AI publications. So there's, a, num AI. there's okay. a number of publications that use AI to write their articles. And they're always under like a real person's name. So you're not supposed to know they're AI. So someone on Reddit was like, this will be a giggle and started writing about a fictional um, boss in WoW called Globo or a mechanic That's called hilarious. Globo. And they, they like literally just made a, a big article with bullshit and loads of people fed into it. And then a AI publication picked it up and wrote an article mm -hmm. about this new boss called Globo in World of Warcraft, which obviously isn't real. So loads of people made fun of it. And then someone else did it again, but for Destiny 2. And this time, even more AI publications started doing it. One, one AI publication did two articles about it, <laughs> about this fake Globo boss or mechanic or whatever. Like people have been yeah, writing different articles. The, uh... And yeah, it's completely made up. And it's just yeah, basically just found making the, fun uh... Also, singular articles right have been reproduced by, written by different names. That's hilarious. Mm. But they're the same article across that's, different publications. That's probably one of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, the thing is, these sites aren't calling out that they're using this stuff because no one would fucking read it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then they're getting caught out. And I think Globo is absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's, been, uh, it's definitely been amusing. I'm a big fan of Globo now. Globo, all hail Globo! It's like all hail Globo. Globo. For the for the listeners and viewers at home, the the document, the agenda is literally all hail Globo. That's all I put for this subject. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all it says. Uh, so we're gonna go take a quick break. Go get yourselves a drink, stretch your legs, rest your eyes, stare out a window for a bit, and then uh, come back and we will talk about some more video games and other things. So, yeah, video games. Video games. So, welcome back to part two, the second half of the fully rendered podcast. We've just been talking about sharting during the break. It was fantastic. So, um, moving on to the next subject. Um, I'm 14 years old. I laugh at it. <laughs> you should. You should. It's a funny thing. We all poop or all shart right, okay. occasionally. Yeah, let's, go, let's go on. Let's, get, let's continue. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> but yeah, so this is more of just a, an update on the Microsoft versus FTC versus CMA thing. Um, essentially, Microsoft were being blocked or was going to be blocked by the FTC. The FTC was like, okay, we need to do an, inju words, an injunction. And then the judge that was overseeing it was like, you've not brought enough like evidence to the table to show this is anti-consumer, so you don't get your injunction. Which meant that outside of the CMA, there was no one blocking the deal anymore. So Microsoft are like, yo, CMA, do you want to rethink this? Like, we'll, we'll make some concessions for you based on, like, your concerns about cloud gaming. And the CMA have basically said, oh, okay, well, we said we weren't going to look at it, but okay, sure, we'll look at it. In that time, the deal deadline has technically passed, but ABK, uh, Activision Blizzard King, have agreed with Microsoft Blizzard that they're happy to postpone the deadline to just get shit sorted with the CMA. But they're pretty sure it's going to go through now. Probably the day the CMA says, yeah, we're going to let it go through you probably find either the next day or the same day, Microsoft will say the deal's gone. It's, it's now in place kind of thing. The reason they're doing this with the 3 billion fee is because um, Microsoft won't just give them 3 billion. They'll go to court and go, well, we couldn't because of these things and it'll just get all right. yeah. skewy in, in legal stuff and it'll end up costing more than 3 billion. <laughs> so yeah, probably. Everyone's like, you know what? Let's just wait. <laughs> Plus it shows how confident they are that they're going to win at the end of the day. Uh, they're just like, yeah, we'll wait a couple more weeks kind of thing. I think it's supposed to be 
by end of August be the new deadline. So it's probably going to be mm. in the next couple of weeks. We'll hear back from the CMA yeah. and they'll go. Yeah, we'll let it go through. Thanks. Bye. Please don't hate hey. us. <laughs> Please stop sending us death threats, gamers, kind of thing. The same voice. Gamers. <laughs> Something that I imagine is probably going to piss off Pucci a wee bit is Bobby Kotick. He has said this in the past, but he's reiterated it. Um, he has said that I am going to stay on for as long as Microsoft wants me, which is very vague because at the end of the day, it could mean that Microsoft go, yeah, we don't want you, thanks, <laughs> kind of thing. But at the same time, it also somewhat alludes that he might still have some kind of position and be around after the merger. Which so sucks to <laughs> No. Um, of course he said that. Mm. Of course he's the narcissistic fucking nightmare prince has said that. Mm. <laughs> What's he gonna go? Oh yeah, no, I'll just I'll just give up my I'll just give it up. So he gives up his fucking billions in his payoff. No, of course he says that. And no, he won't stick around. He's just saying that. Just to reiterate, no, I'm not going. Like, no. No. Yeah. I hope, there, hopefully he does. I, there go. is zero chance he stays around. I reckon he will for like a month or two, because obviously. Oh yeah, probably it, like handover stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, unless Microsoft are like, no, no, just, just get the fuck out of here. The longer you're here, <laughs> you're the a more brand risk. Is. Yeah, yeah. Like, just get out of here, kind of thing. Hopefully so. I, uh, um, I feel like I need to admit something. My guilt. Um, nice. I played a, an Activision game. Oh no. Uh oh. Uh, uh, Tony Hawk's. I kind of forgot it was Activision. <laughs> That's actually a good one, though. I'll, I'll excuse you. Yeah, yeah it is good. Because, I mean, I've got it now, so I played it. Um, yeah, I forgot I forgot that it was Activision. <laughs> we forgive fair, you. At the time of the remaster, I think Vicarious Visions were only... They were contracted, but not actually part of Blizzard at the time. So mm -hmm. they now... Or Activision now owns the IP, but at the time of it was being made. I don't think they Well, did. I started the game and it said Activision. I went, oh, fuck. Fuck's sake, of course it is. Yeah, because Vicarious, Vicarious Visions got bought and made, um, brought in to do Diablo 2 Resurrected. So Blizzard were like, you know what, you did really great with this. We're just going to buy you and ended up buying Vicarious Visions, which are now called Blizzard Albany, I believe. So, yeah. yeah, but I am purposely boycotting all Activision games and they yeah. came up on my screen. I was like, Except Tony Hawk, apparently. <sighs> apparently, apart from Tony Hawk. I mean, dude, Tony Hawk is fun as fuck. Yeah, it's 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 really no, good. No, no, it nah, it sucks. <laughs> just because it's an Activision I mean, Blizzard. No, I get it. Like, I, I still boycott uh, Ubisoft games. I boycott Blizzard for an entire year. Um, mm. so I can understand how like you want to stick to your convictions, and then something yeah. surprises you, and you're like, oh fuck, kind of thing. Like at the end of the day, it's. Self-imposed. You just keep it to yourself sometimes. And just I could like keep it to myself, change. but I have this weird thing in my brain that is like called the conscience. Ethical. Mm. It's yeah. in there somewhere. It's in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just you just have to hide in your shame like everyone else. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, a lot of the time, it's... I know about that. I was raised Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. You should know better. I didn't do that. Let's you know, do that. <laughs> But yeah, I think I'm too honest for my good. My, my <laughs> I think at the end of the day, it's a, it's a self-imposed thing. Like you don't expect anyone yeah. else to boycott in. Like I, no, I, I don't. No, I, I get that. So I think most, is, I mean, it is wildly hypocritical of me to be like, oh fuck, activation, I'm boycotting them, and then sit down and enjoy. I'm not saying I'm enjoying it. I'm just saying it would be hypocritical to enjoy it. 
I mean, nice. you can still enjoy the things that you, you want to boycott. I don't want to enjoy it so much, Brian. It's so good. Well, it's not necessarily the product that you're boycotting, is it? It's the, the people that make it or mm. benefit from it. Yeah. From your purchase. Did you pay I, for it? I have given Activision 14 of my hard-earned pounds. Bastard. And it hurts. <laughs> and it hurts. Nah. I'm, sure, I'm sure your community I, it, it, definitely It, it like, made it really good. It. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. So we <laughs> alluded to this. Uh, in fact, no. Before we go in, uh, Warhammer. Do you have any Warhammer updates? Um, not much has happened since I've last uh, uh, spoken about Warhammer. We had a data card errata, which wasn't really a, a bug, uh, a, a nerf fix, or you know, buffs or anything like that. It was more bug fixing with things that were left off the. Um, cards, yeah, there are some armies that have been buffed and nerfed from it because they've just mm -hmm. basically what's written down, they missed out some keywords and things have keywords that they shouldn't have and things like that. The only interesting thing um, is probably pre-orders for Warcry have gone up um, and Warcry is like it's a uh, self-contained boxed game. It's okay. based on Warhammer Age of Sigma. Um, and the minis look really cool, but I'm getting bored of saying that now because every new mini that um, Games Workshop release is fucking wonderful. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it looks pretty cool. Um, there is another thing that people are complaining about, which is um, in the 40k app, um, it's got um, it's got like indexes and, and all that stuff and points. Um, but there's also they've got the um, the battle forge, forge access where you can build your armies. Right. Um, and that's being paywalled to Warhammer Plus now, which is where they do their TV stuff. And you can also get old copies of um, White Dwarf uh, competitions and, you know, pointless shit like that. Um, but they are paywalling that where you can only get the army builder on the app if you're subscribed to Warhammer Plus, which isn't the cheapest for the value they're giving you. Um, it's like TV, Warhammer TV, but they've got some good animations on them. Um, they they do painting stuff like it's not it's not vapid but it's not like you know Netflix subscription right right, right. so this is kind of a value thing but now you can only get it and I can understand why people are annoyed like I do have Warhammer Plus with the TV stuff but I can understand why people are like why can't I just have my army builder you've given us all the points for free right and I can understand that because they've they've given all the information is out there and you can make your army for free now, which has never happened before. Um, but having it on the app without having to do math and just clicking buttons is really, really nice. Right, right. And it's it's paywall, which is a it, I it's like it's not scummy, but yeah, you can only get it if you pay their subscription for plus now. Right, right. Which is a little bit. Oh, and also the new warehouse stuff where, you know, all the problems I was talking about with um, supply and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they're actually moving everything to uh, new warehouses now. So there's probably going to be slowed down on pre-orders. Um, but hopefully after that, all their problems will be fixed. Hopefully so. And if not, I'll just nice. go down the roads to the Warhammer world. Yeah, that's where I got my last pre-order from. So. Yeah. <laughs> I actually yeah. got the starter set for oh, the, the new. Go to edition. my brother-in-law, get his discount because he works there. And then I can be like, oh, thanks for the minis, mate. Plus, apparently, there's like um, headquarter uh, specific stuff that you can't buy unless it's through a reseller. So, someone who's bought it from the headquarters and then resold it. Um, mm. So, apparently, that's something that I could benefit from. I don't obviously paint minis, but if I did, it's a, a handy resource to have. You should. It's awesome. If, if only Dude, I have I'm too so many hobbies. I, 
My hands shake too much for stuff like that. But I do. I, I I did like a, a couple of Warhammer things back in the day, uh, Dark Elves and uh, like Airfix stuff when I was a kid. Like my old man would occasionally come back and be like, "Yeah, you can paint a plane," <laughs> kind of thing, and I'll just do that. <laughs> but um, it's not something that I've done for probably a couple of decades now at this point. But it's uh, it is something I would like to do. Maybe it's just a, a pastime. But I've got like music production, um, content creation gaming loads of stuff like anime all of that i just don't have the time for it at the moment if i wasn't working full-time i'd go ham kind of thing if i was a full-time creator then sure but it did overtake my my hobby um my other hobbies i can imagine it, it did i mean this is this never used to be completely mini stuff <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. and i i certainly haven't bought a brand new giant paint rack that's gonna cover this entire back wall with paint and stuff i Ooh. certainly haven't done that and that's that's why nothing is happening nothing is happening tomorrow right i see that now makes more sense did you <laughs> hear the sprinkling of news about the warhammer mmo uh the it's it's like so the with the my area is 40k and this is like sigma stuff which is the fantasy line stuff Did they so my ears aren't as be excited because like the interview that i saw um whatever his name is from jackery games or whatever it, it was called jackalyptic oh, i think it's called i didn't i didn't actually say i just heard it yeah I, in my so I see, i'm not on x at the moment uh, sorry <laughs> twitter, twitter. Seth, whatever it's fucking called. Yeah, just, just call it Twitter. <laughs> just dead name ship. it. Just dead name it. It's fine. We'll, sh we'll, show, I know. we'll show Elon I know. what it's like to dead name. I saw that meme and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I retweeted it straight away. But yeah, so what the director was saying. So the, this is a director who has worked on other MMOs in the past. He worked on Neverwinter, um, which was a fun MMO. It had its problems mostly with monetization, but like gameplay wise, it was pretty fun. Um, they worked on, I think there was a DC MMO where it was like superhero or something. He worked on that one. Uh, there was a couple of others, not, not blockbuster, huge MMOs that did well or really well, like, uh, some of the big ones like ESO, WoW, etc. but he's worked on yeah. MMOs that have established a player base and continued for a reasonable amount of time. So someone mm. with experience, but in the interview, he was like hella vague. So they were like, okay, so what kind of Warhammer is it? And he was like... I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> it was just like, why not? Just tell us if it's fantasy or 4K. And they're like, oh, we haven't actually decided yet. Well, we have. We just haven't announced it. So I can't tell you. And then that was it. I think I just assumed it was fantasy. Yeah, I think because people are referring to it as Warhammer, because we don't have those details, um, it's, you know, reasonable to just go, oh, so it's fantasy because that's Warhammer technically. Um, but we don't actually know if it's going to be 4K or not. Um, I didn't know if you were like, hardcore 40k or if you did dabble a little bit in your, your fantasy oh um, i got some fantasy stuff i don't i don't hate fantasy or anything i'm just you know 40k is what just grabs me yeah no, that's fair play um, and now 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 apparently an M i can't play an mmo again i'm pa i'm past my mmo days i can't yeah i can feel that he said that he was going to try and lean towards more action orientated combat so more like your your new world kind of combat things like that as opposed to your tab targeting um, he says that I, he's done all that obviously in the past, like Neverwinter had kind of a semi-action on uh, or skill shot system, but it was mostly tab targeting. Um, but they're hopefully going to make a, a really cool MMO. Like, when I see an MMO, I don't necessarily, necessarily look at it and go, this is going to be my hobby, and then mm. no life in MMO anymore. I'll play it for a few weeks, probably get through the campaign, do whatever, whatever end game content there is. I'll treat it like a live service game in a lot of ways. And then once I've completed it, 
if it keeps me playing for a bit i'll jump in a couple times a week if not i'll be like okay i had fun like especially if it's a box priced one or something like that it's like yeah i got my 100 hours worth and then i move on but of course i know there are a lot of people who they see an mmo it's being announced and they're like oh i'm going to get a new game that made me feel like warcraft did when i was a child yeah they could they obviously don't get that the being the child bit was the bit that makes that quite important but yeah so i'm i'm guessing that it's going to be fantasy because most mmos are fantasy based that's very true that's very true i would like to see something that is 40k not just because it would be different but because of the law and the way that's done like it's gothic but it's sci-fi and we don't yeah. have a lot of sci-fi mmos like the last good one that i enjoyed it is space fantasy so yeah like, the, the last there's a difference like mmo that i really that enjoyed was a space fantasy rather than sci-fi you know yeah because there's yeah. magic more space fantasy for yeah, sure 100 but yeah the last sci-fi adjacent mmo i played was um i forgot what it's called it was by wildcard it was the game where it was like it's for hardcore gamers and i really enjoyed it and it was basically oh, and it Firefly. died in a month oh no it didn't die in a month it was it was no? a, a year or so yeah um Wild stuff. Wild, Wild stuff. Wild stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, I really enjoyed it. Sharpish. It was basically. Yeah, everyone said they liked it, but no one seemed to be playing it. It, it was because they didn't realize how small the hardcore audience was. So they made an MMO that was dedicated to people who would play forty-man raids and things like that. The no-lifers, mm-hmm. and it's like actually, it turns out there's not that many no-lifers when you take out the casual audience. So, yeah, you need to populate it with some more casual players that are yeah. drop in and out. And that, that's basically why it went down. But it's, it was a shame because it was, if you're a Firefly or Serenity fan, it was basically that, but in an MMO, like it was your Wild West slash sci-fi kind of thing. And you, you had this, the, the jovialness and the, the banter that you, you would have in the Firefly series. So it, it was something I really, really enjoyed. I actually liked that it was aimed at a hardcore audience, but again, because they didn't appeal at all to the casual audience, they didn't build one. It didn't have that big enough player base to survive. And then the, it, it was not Wildcard. It was Neversoft, I want to say. It's one of the big, like, we put out loads of MMOs and they all got shitty monetization. It was like the one game that didn't have shitty monetization as well. Yeah, so, yeah that, there's a company out. that just buys MMOs and just turns them into coin farming for them. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, yeah. So yeah, we've all played those MMOs and gone, oh, really? oh. <laughs> so I, I would personally be looking forward to a 4K MMO if it's done well. I think it would, I think it's a great idea. I'm not really crazy about MMOs myself either. It's too much time to dedicate to it, but I think it's a great concept. If it's 40k, I'll definitely play it. <laughs> yeah, I know you would. Yeah, <laughs> but I would whether probably, I would play I an would MMO, check it out. I just don't. I don't have. I don't like committing that much time to games. That's why like MMOs never like. Nah, never really that attracted to me. Yeah, there are but, other games I prefer to delve into. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm 100 with you. Yeah, like I said, I treat them more like a live service. So I'll be like, okay, here's the new content. I'll play it for a couple of weeks, and then I'll be like, okay, cool. I'll be back in three months when you release more content or whatever kind of thing. I don't have yeah. to do my dailies every day i'm not about that life anymore mm. so, yeah, yeah i know some people who uh, don't do their dailies <laughs> should we talk about diablo 4 yes brian brian i would love to hear about it so there was a wee bit of drama in the diablo 4 community and uh, the drama being drama. it spanned across a couple of things the main thing was what i think was a communication issue 
rather than like just a bad move like a lot of people saw it as blizzard being malicious and trying to slow down the game so people stayed in the game longer so they could spend money on the cosmetic shop and stuff like that but then they they basically rele released a patch notes for season one so their very first major content being added to their live service game and the patch notes were nerfs 100% nerfs essentially there was like a couple of buffs but they were more of a balancing thing um so obviously everyone in the community was pissed off because the first thing they they got to see was all of their characters regardless of what you were you were nerfed in some way and you would slow down your gameplay they then had like an emergency campfire chat as they call it so they get the devs on stream and they were like how bad we didn't communicate very well yes these are all nerfs but these are all nerfs because we intend on doing a bunch of buffs but later on and then people are like, well, you didn't explain that because that's fucking stupid to not explain that. Why can't you explain that when you do the patch notes and things like that? And they were like, yeah, no, we completely understand. That was like a stupid mistake on our part. A rookie mistake, I would say. And the, the reason I would say it's a rookie mistake is because Path of Exile is an action RPG that is a live service and has been doing this and has solved this issue. They know how to communicate these things. They'll put the patch notes well in advance. They'll justify the patch notes. They'll say, we're making this change for this reason. This is the impact it has because we intend on doing X in the future or because of another change further down in the patch notes, we'll bounce that out, things like that. The Diablo devs didn't do that. They were just like, here's loads of nerfs. No reason why. Feel upset because everything is now less powerful. They then obviously, like I said, had the campfire chat, which was like two days afterwards. So like an emergency chat. One of the devs, Joe Shelley, looked like he was about to die. He was just like, he, he was... He was basically me last weekend and Pulp the weekend before. <laughs> just, <laughs> just basically like, oh my God, I don't want to be here. But like, he, they've recently done another one yesterday where they've gone, okay, here's, wow. the, here's the, the buff patch. And they've gone through all the buffs. They've done it in a format where it's like, look, we've, we've done this well in advance of the actual patch. Here are the notes. Uh, the patch notes coming out on Wednesday. Again, well in advance of the actual patch so we can get proper feedback from it. And they've just better explained it. Uh, so you had that. Then you also had um, someone posted a video on Twitter where in the video they're playing with a controller and they went to the map screen and they wanted to look at their seasonal journey, which is just a, a mechanic for progression. But when you open up the menu with a controller on console specifically, it opens up to the use your premium battle pass button by default rather than going to the season journey screen by default which is where you'd want it to go and when you press it there's no confirmation either it just goes cool it's activated so people have bought the ultimate or deluxe editions got in a battle pass use for free and some people were like i don't want to spend it on this season i want to spend it on the next season for whatever reason maybe it's time constraints maybe they just didn't fancy the cosmetics that were in the season journey etc whatever so loads of people on console were accidentally like enabling their battle pass for this season when they wanted to store it. And you had some people going, oh, it's free. Why have you got beef? And it's like, it's not free. It came with the deluxe or ultimate mm. edition that I paid extra money for to get this premium addition to it. Um, so there was a lot of people missing out on like the understanding of that, but that was essentially it. Right. Um, Blizzard then essentially got called out for dark patterns. If you're not familiar with dark patterns, dark patterns is where if you... On a website, for example, if you have two tick boxes and it says, mm -hmm. tick this box, if you want to receive free shit and all these good, beautiful things, and then there's a second box that's really, 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 really tiny, and it says, tick this box if you also don't want to get other 
marketing bullshit kind of thing. So like they'll hide things and it's basically setting up a, an interface or a user interface in a way where it's easy to make mistakes and spend money where you don't want to spend money or to yeah, layer into makes sense. marketing them when you didn't want the marketing, stuff like that. Blizzard reacted to it very, very quickly. Um, within like hours, they were like, okay, we've done it. So it actually gets some conf confirmation now or it doesn't default to that button. We're going to do more stuff in the future, blah, blah, blah. So I don't think it was intentional. I think it was just another rookie mistake. Because I think this is the first... Because a lot of the Diablo team are people that haven't actually worked on previous Diablo games, nor are they people that have previously worked on live service games. For example, a lot of the people are Blizzard Albany, who are Vicarious Visions, so they worked on Diablo 2 Resurrected. This is their first live service game. Uh -huh. Live service development is substantially different to just how you would regularly develop a game. It's basically right. permanent crunch from what we've that. read in interviews. So I think it's just a case of they're dealing with interfaces and stuff that they've not done before. They're in a development cycle that they've not done before. So they're just making loads of silly mistakes. At the same time, again, I'll go, but you've got this not quite direct competitor, but this other competitor <laughs> that solved these problems. Just mm. copy them because that's what you do. You're Blizzard. You copy and then iterate and make it better. So why can't you do that? So yeah, there, there, there was that bit of drama about Diablo 4. The latest uh video they did or stream they did yesterday was a big win they they basically said like yeah here's all the issues that we uh, made with the previous announcement this is how we're rectifying it this is how we're going to do it in the future here's all the buffs and stuff that will counteract a lot of these things and it was generally well received it's a shame that they had to fuck up to get to that point but right. nonetheless it looks like they're kind of steering in the right direction also i would say if I didn't spend seven hours yesterday watching the first day of ExileCon for Path of Exile 2, where they basically came out and was like, cooldowns? We don't have cooldowns in our game, for those that don't know. People complain about cooldowns in Diablo 4 because you want to use your skills as opposed to waiting for a cooldown. So Path of Exile going to be like, yep, there's no cooldowns. I think the longest cooldown is like four <laughs> seconds, and that's for like OP free skills that you could would break the game if they were cooldown kind of thing it's the fucking apm on that <laughs> like no like people get really bad repetitive um strain injuries from path of exile because it's it's a lot of pianoing like there's potions and all sorts of stuff like there's a lot like poe is a hardcore zoomer game as well you're all over the place very highly mobile that's another thing they announced as well that it well not so much announced but displayed that it looks like they are slowing down the gameplay a bit there are going to be opportunities to be like the crazy zoomer build, press one button and it just deletes the screen, congrats. But that's best in stock kind of builds and things like that, end game builds. During the leveling process, it has more of a pace akin to Diablo 4, which I know they've wanted to do for a while. They've wanted to slow it down because some people like to actually be involved in the action combat as opposed to press one button, win the game kind of thing. So yeah, so yeah. some people are reacting to it like, oh, maybe it's going to be a bit too hard. They have got a demo on at ExileCon, but it's purposely tweaked to be stupidly hard so people look at all the new mechanics and stuff they've added they have added some mm -hmm. pretty mechanics as well i'll just show a video but um i want to see i never really got into path of exile but it it's just such a daunting game <laughs> I, I tried it i built a pig and i'd never i uninstalled it never <laughs> yeah it's it's definitely not a very newbie it's friendly not for game me. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those no. games where if if you're shown it or like follow a guide and stuff like that you'd be like oh so this is how it works and I, then you immediately watched, like it more 
that. Yeah, I, I watched my fiance play, but like he'll show me, she showed me the, uh, you know, the skill trees and everything. No, you can't teach me. Uh, and I'm like, nope. No, that's fair. That's <laughs> right fair. To my chat. I can teach you. No. Yeah, it's. I refuse. <laughs> it's, it's something that GGG grinding gear games have said. They're like, our game is aimed at the hardcore audience. It's aimed at the people who like to look at the spreadsheets and min-max the crap out of things. The game, the, the game itself allows so much freedom to do what you want. You can make things as difficult as you want, essentially. Like, right. in Diablo 4, you've got Uber Lilith, which is the one pinnacle boss they have, where it's a really hard boss with actual mechanics. Have you, thought, have you beat her yet? I haven't even attempted her yet. Um, I wasn't that drawn to the fight like i'll do it once probably but there's no real reason to do it no other uber than doing mommy. it the once well i i, don't, not, I also don't want to hit mommy. Uber mommy i don't want to hit uh, mommy for regular mommy she can hit me <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so it's it's two different games but one thing that they've done with path of exile 2 in comparison to path of exile 1 is they've substantially changed the combat you'll notice this dude here that's on screen is a monk um that's a new class first and foremost also, you'll notice, th here's another difference. When you play a game and you've got a hand in a quest, maybe you found an object, you have to then go back to town and speak to the relevant person. They've put a quality of life right. thing where what they've just done, they summoned the NPC to you. So you go, oh, I've got this thing. I need to speak to Alva now because Alva knows about this place that I'm in. So you can just right. bring the NPC to you. So it, you, may, you could bring any NPC, but if you know that they're going to have quest dialogue or you suspect they're going to have quest dialogue, you can just be like, okay, can you come here? I can talk to you, do what I need to do, and without actually leaving the zone. So it's just a small quality of life thing like that. They've done so many things like that. But uh, going back to what I was going to originally discuss, the, uh, the melee combat is substantially different. This monk character, a lot of the moves that they've done now have some form of motion, like they'll step forward when they're doing an attack if they're out of range to bring you into range. Because previously in Path of Exile, the animations were basically from the hip up so you had to design it so they would stand in an idle stance do the attack and then revert back to the idle stance they've now changed it so one there's mobility so you're not held in place so it's easier for melee because a lot of people complained about melee combat in poe1 being substantially more difficult which it is and it's because of mechanics um, but aside from that they've also done it so the moves actually connect and are a bit more fluid so you're not going from one animation and then cutting into another animation if you mm -hmm. swing your weapon and it ends up on one side of you, another animation will bring it into your next move, kind of thing. Oh, that's so like cool. connecting Is animations. Is it called like aliasing? Is something like that something... where they 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 basically merge the animations together and the game figures it out as they yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah, so it that's looks really super smooth. Like the way the, the the monk moves around and a lot of the moves as well. Like you, you don't just have a straight line dash. You can control if it's got multiple parts to the move. Like there's one move the monk does where they slam the staff and then do a flip for a second one. So you could actually change the direction of the second um, slam, as it were. Uh, also, yeah. there's like pathing. So if you did a dash into a where you would ordinarily clip a rock or something or a corner, and it would just stop the move. They've put technology in where it will see there is a path to get around it, and it will try and path you around it which is really nice because again in diablo 4 you don't really get that you get stuck on shit all the time but yeah they, they've, they've done like loads of really cool things like i said no cooldowns um you can 
have substantially more and more powerful skills because in poe one the general meta is you get one skill and then you make that one skill stupidly powerful because you can give that one skill five other um supports skills as it were to, right. to change it in some way in poe2 you can do that for every skill because in poe1 it was based on your item so if you had an armor that had six sockets one for the skill and then five for the changes you want to make then your other item pieces had less sockets because they're smaller like your helm would have four sockets in mm -hmm. poe2 everything can have up to six sockets because it's no longer um attached to your armor it's just its own little skill system it still uses gems and stuff like that um there was another thing where this guy he was playing it he found something called an uncut gem so in poe1 <laughs> to get your skills you have to find the skill gem and it's whatever it drops as in poe2 it's uncut. Oh, now you can craft them so now you essentially craft them so you pick up the uncut gem and then you click on it and it opens a book and it goes okay these are what are available to you at this character level what do you want it to be so you can just be like okay well i'm making a fireball build so or a fire base build so i'm going to pick all the fire gems as i go along as i find them yeah. but of course what you can also do is collect those and then give them to an alt so when your alts level oh, they can and just then like, just craft oh. your build yeah and the the level oh, of no the gem, wonder the hardcore love this game they can just yeah. craft forever well that's the thing as well like the i get lost on all the crafting shit too <laughs> in diablo 4 your characters are of a particular I'm, archetype I'm so, so you pick like a sorceress and if you pick a sorceress you're going to be someone who casts spells and things like that in path of exile you can take whatever the archetypes they've made but it, it only has like a, a somewhat incremental impact on the build so you could technically pick the ranger but make them a spellcaster because you've worked out how to benefit from their skills like one thing i mm. used to do was i'd make a, what's called a dead eye which was supposed to be like a, a bow build or a bow class and they had an ability that made projectiles bounce off walls so i turned them into a caster where my spells that were projectiles would bounce off walls and things like that so you you, you could basically change the game how you want. You could turn so an you can ice... get any synergy you want from anything. Essentially, essentially. there are some how limitations. Do you balance that? Very carefully, and there's like two. <laughs> there's two hundred like basic skills, like spells, attacks, and stuff like that. And then you can manipulate them in other ways. So, for example, you could have um, a sh an, an, a projectile ability where you fire an arrow just to keep it simple. You can then change it so it has more arrows, so you get a greater multiple projectiles. So it adds five more projectiles. You could then go, okay, Jesus. I want to give those projectiles bleed. Bleed is physical damage, but all of the abilities that I've got and suspect into do fire uh, additional fire damage. <clears throat> so here's a gem that converts it from physical to fire damage. And then here's a gem that means, makes it explode when it impacts as well. And then so on and so forth. So you can literally change the skill to something completely different from what so it started iterations. as. That's crazy. Yes. That is listening and it's, I'm so fascinated I'm just so like it just sounds so like complicated. <laughs> it is. It, it is complicated. I, 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 I can tell why hardcore gamers love this game. It's depth. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's, the it's amount so of depth. In depth. Just building. And the amount of like time you have to invest in games like this, I can understand. Like that's. Well, that's the thing. That's all. Like with each season, you're gonna have some people who play for two weeks and they go, "Cool, I made one character. I got to some of the end game stuff." Like there's, the the game, whilst it being aimed at a hardcore audience, doesn't necessarily mean that everyone in that audience plays to the best end game stuff there's going to be stuff oh, right like this... but there's just so much there's so much you can do that's... yes yes there's yeah. so much you can do wrong <laughs> that's there's what so scares me you can do wrong which i we know i i'm i'm a pro at that another big difference is the boss fight so we're actually watching a boss fight now 
where there's more... Yeah, I've been watching this. It's... Well, there's loads more, like, telegraphical skills. In Diablo 4, it's like, boss hits you and has big health. <laughs> and then occasionally we'll do, like, some kind of move. Um, kind of like what you just saw there, where it'll do, like, a, a cone attack. But then it's only got the one cone attack. Like, you've got the Blood Bishop, who hits you every now and then, fires some projectiles, and then occasionally grabs you. Whereas this one boss, this isn't even like an act boss. This is a zone boss, as far as I'm aware. And this zone boss has like 12 different mechanics to dodge and like get around and things like that. And that's just like a basic boss. Like I said, not something at the end of an act or one of the pinnacle bosses where they add substantially yeah. more mechanics. Like at the end game, it becomes more of a bullet hell in some ways because some of the mechanics. And yeah, it's, oh, it's, it's pretty cool. They're also making it two separate games. Initially... <clears throat> they were going to do like the Overwatch 2 approach where they were going to upgrade the first campaign. So you still had the first campaign. They were going to rip off their entire audience. No, 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 no. So when I say like Overwatch, I mean like what Overwatch said they were going to do. So they were like, I know nothing about ARPGs. All I have is stupid jokes, Brian. I know, I know. Don't worry. But yeah, so like in Overwatch, they were saying, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to add single player content. We're going to do all these things and iterate and make the engine better. Initially, that's what Path of Exile said, or GGG said. They were going to have the two separate campaigns so you could play them both at the same time or side by side. Um, but you'd have, obviously, additional classes in the second campaign, things like that. But it was all supposed to be one game, and all your transactions, your, your cosmetics would apply to both. They have separated them now, but your transactions, so everything you've bought in Path of Exile 1, your cosmetics work in Path of Exile 2. Oh, that's awesome! And vice versa, other than things like cool. if you that's got really dope. a druid cosmetic, there's no druid in Path of Exile 1, so obviously those cosmetics wouldn't go across. So yeah, your cosmetics now and future span across both games. They're also staggering it, so... That, that's really fucking cool, wow. Well, th their approach seems to be let's kill our players by having them addicted to their, their computer games. Because what they've done now is they're going to have it. So um, there's a new season every three months. That's how it works. The first two months, you'd play PoE 2. And then the, f the season for PoE 1 starts. So usually there's a bit of a drop off halfway through the league or through the season. So what they've got they're going to be going, running both games at once. This isn't a sequel. This is another yeah. game. Like and they're going to continue. Expansion. They're going to and they've, they've said that they're going to go in slightly different directions. So POE one because of the way it's built. Um, obviously it'll get the new engine and stuff like that, but it'll still be quite zoomy. So if you do like your press one button, one skill, delete the screen, cool. But mm -hmm. if you want something a bit more tactical, methodical, that's POE two. And if you like both, you can play the the league for however many weeks or months. And then you can go, oh, look, another new league for the other game that I really enjoy. And they've staggered it, which is really, really nice, to be honest. If you do enjoy both play styles and both games, and they're both free to play. Is that viable? For, can they do that? I mean, GGG make a PG. lot of money. Well, you can, I mean, you can say you can do that, but can you do that? I mean, it would just be essentially two different studios. So this is just, it sounds like just a massive expansion to the first game than an actual sequel. Um, like the fact that you could keep playing. Like the, the sequel so, sounds so, like a whole new ass game. Yeah, yeah so, so. No, I know. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, the fact that you could still like all your shit carries over. It's like you break, you play, play the new game. This is what NFTs were supposed to be from like Ubisoft and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And then like, that's, this GGG have done it crazy, without dude. making the NFTs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, to that, it's going to be two separate games, but your cosmetics span both. 
Um, PoE That's... one is going to be more zoomery. It's going to continue it's getting a, expansions it's every such three a months. Silly thing, but the cosmetics thing is like so fucking cool because yeah. like I no, that is really I, cool. I, and I stash was playing that right. And yeah, stash I know. As well. I, like the amount of times like when you play like you buy you know you buy cosmetics for games like you kind of feel like you're you're resigned to be like ah it's only for this game so if a new one comes out you always have to buy all the new cosmetics yeah. the fact that you can carry them over is fucking cool yeah so they've carried them over so that means all the money you invested doesn't go to waste and this Excellent. isn't like overwatch because overwatch was just like oh we're just gonna basically port this game to this this new build underwatch this is a so, new fucking like yeah, look at it so, like, it looks nothing like what well, i mean it does look like the same kind of game but it looks so much better and so much yeah oh, it the, looks great the engine's pretty and like oh every time i what watch engine is it is it their own proprietary yeah it's their own engine but it's obviously this is a, a big uplift compared to the previous engine so like i said before animations were limited pretty much to the hips you were stuck in place they've changed all these animations so that doesn't happen uh they've changed a load of the in-game mechanics so they're just better quality of life for example uh if you wanted to equip a an aura so that gave you a permanent buff or you had something like cast on crit so cast on crit is whenever you uh, take a skill you can give it cast on crit so when it hits and crits it would then trigger another effect so things that are, are a permanent effect the way you'd press it once on your skill bar and then forget about it that used to and or does in poe1 reserves mana so what that led was to people using all of their mana to get as many buffs as they can and then coming up with a solution to make whatever teeny speck of mana they had left to cast their abilities which led to these super strong zoomery builds they've now moved it so reservation is on its own resource called spirit so where the mana orb is okay. there's like a little quarter arch at the top you can't really see it um but that that fills up with white you can get more spirit so the, if you want to have more auras you get more spirit and spec into spirit but otherwise your mana is free to do and actually be used as a mana resource which also means that they can change the mana cost of things so things that are stupidly strong come with a, a large mana cost now so you can't just spam them and be op and things like that so it's going to add a lot to balancing i'm very very excited for it as an action rpg enjoyer as a path of exile player i am very very stoked and i'm concerned in a way for blizzard for diablo 4 because all the hardcore audience that plays diablo 4 because they enjoy the the world and the good things that blizzard do with diablo 4 is just going to get completely overshadowed by the gameplay experience of Path of Exile 2, I suspect. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. And it when it comes is... out, Peachy, I'll be happy to try and teach you it. <laughs> yeah, so like the question is, is there any pun intended path for casual <laughs> people or people getting into this for the first time? So thank um... you, Pulp. I appreciate you. <laughs> so what Chris has been saying previously, uh, Chris Wilson, he's like the game producer for GGG Games. So he's the guy who basically makes the, the final decisions. He's not a director, but he makes the final decisions and puts them out into the world and is the face of GGG in a lot of ways. Um, in previous interviews, he has said that the campaign experience is going to be, one, really well written in comparison to PoE 1. Because PoE 1, it was just a bunch of people who really liked Diablo 2 came together to make a studio to make their own game so the story was kind of like frankenstein together There's, it doesn't yeah. really make a lot of sense they were just like i don't know you want to kill a boss well here's a boss fuck you yeah I think. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't really care about the story whereas the story in poe 2 is supposed to be like really 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 good um they also remarked that if you can technically complete quests without speaking to npcs and the npcs will like react to that they'll be like who the fuck have you why did you i mean thanks i didn't i didn't need that killing but 
why are you killing shit without anyone people telling you to do that what are you doing <laughs> like characters like actually respond to you by ignoring them so if you're not someone who's interested in law it actually changes the the feel of the game a little bit which i think is actually quite cool but that um cool. yeah so they 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 are going to make the new player experience or the onboarding experience better but okay. they also he has said previously like for example the campaign in path of exile one is designed in a way that it, it filters out the people who aren't going to be invested in the game if you know what i mean like the, the, i think slightly paraphrasing he was like if you open up the the skill system when you level up or the passive skill tree and it intimidates you you're probably not going to enjoy our game so he kind of uses it like a litmus test which i think is a bit wank because there's going to be some people who be like oh i've learned it and now that i've learned it yes i enjoy it kind of thing so i do think it's a bad tactic um that they've gone that way with poe1 we get the feeling they're not going that way with poe2 uh, based on like things that the game director of poe2 said it's still going to be a difficult game though it's all like mm -hmm. as an action rpg a game both of them poe1 and poe2 they are going to be more difficult than the games that you've played before so your diablos your grim dawns your last epochs and things like that they the campaign alone is substantially more difficult but uh yeah I, i've been watching this there's going to be more today so after the stream i'll be going to the vod on the path of exile channel and just starting from zero and getting caught up on all the interviews but yeah it's been really interesting watching it all and uh i'm, I'm very excited for this game and i, I went on way too long in I this can segment tell. <laughs> <laughs> i can tell you're very excited I, it's it's awesome this is the uncut it's gem thing, than i talked about warhammer this is the uncut gem thing by the I way know. so he's just found the uncut gem and you, you can then go okay so it goes to this skill level so you don't you can't just find like a level one gem and then get a level 10 skill out of it if you know what i mean like it's whatever yeah. gem you get is uh, matched to it and then that's the new socket system so you actually socket so you don't them hoard the these gym. things for late game or whatever no no no. um there's also trading so what you would ultimately do is you'd probably find one or two of the things that you actually want and then a fuckload of really good things but completely useless to you and then you'd be able to trade and be like listen you either want currency or you want this thing that i've got you've got the thing i want let's trade and that's how you can like supplement your build basically um so yeah mm it's oh, it's so good the animations look really really pretty and crisp as well so they're showing the sorcerer now or the it wizard i think it's very called. pretty oh there's another thing fluid. the the combat looks fluid in path of exile one and so in diablo clean. 2 there's a weapon swap system which is literally press a button and you have new weapons they've iterated on this and the reason they iterated on it is because what they wanted people to do is to have the second set of weapons for situations like maybe this weapon is for doing your aoe shit so you weapon swap to then attack the boss they they ascertained that it was barely ever used so what they've done is very similar to like the arsenal system in diablo 4 but customizable because customization is poe you can have two sets of weapons you can then allocate your skill to that weapon so say in this the example they gave you've got a fire staff and a lightning staff your fire staff buffs your lightning skills uh, sorry your fire skills and your lightning staff buffs your lightning skills so you can go, okay, well, this is a lightning spell. So whenever I use this spell, you equip automatically the second set of weapons that buff that spell. And it changes the skills in the passive tree as well. So if you spec your passive tree to have loads of fire damage, you can equip the fire damage staff whenever you use the fire damage skills. And then you go, oh, I've got a lightning skill. It will equip the lightning staff and the different passives you've selected selected for oh. the, the, the oh. skills. so it's like two so you're telling me how to build two characters not quite but 
essentially like you you've got the capacity to do that you don't necessarily have to do it with two different builds it could be two builds that's like complement each other like mm. you've got one weapon that's really really good for ccing and then when things are cc'd you've got another weapon that does damage to cc'd creatures or whatever or knock down creatures mm -hmm. stuff like that. so you can then change the specs so you got all those hot swapping things that just oh like there's so much depth and customization i love it kind of thing it's just there's this fucking nerd there's an atlas skill system so you're like i'm you're gonna fight this out. boss i'm gonna make this boss even harder by going into this thing which will get better rewards and stuff like that you can customize the shit out of your, your play experience yes that's me and uh Pee I, 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 it was great. I, I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, I only really wanted to cover the drama, but I kind of got lost in PoE too because it's beautiful. <laughs> <I can tell. laughs> Remember when this section was about um Blizzard pissing people off? Yeah, yeah. and then it just turned into Brian fanboying. They over pissed Brian Path off of so much. He, he went to Path of Exile. <laughs> Path of Exile. <laughs> no, to be fair, like I, I have my beef. I have my beef with Blizzard. I do have my beef with Blizzard. I boycotted him for a year. We watched in real time a Diablo fanboy be converted to Path of Exile. <laughs> to be fair, I, I've got like a thousand or so hours in PoE. I didn't used to like PoE when it first came out, though. But then they iterated on it and made it cool. So, yes. And I ten best joke of the podcast. Thanks. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Paul, did you have anything you wanted to cover? Oh my god, I've only been, uh, I haven't really been playing too much the last couple weeks, but I just, uh, was picked up, uh, Remnant 2, sorry, I almost Remnant passed two. the big zone. My, <laughs> my fiance's playing it right now, and I played it for the very first time yesterday, good... I've never played Remnant, so. Okay, uh, I, it I, is can hard. I interject a small story yes. about Remnant 2? Because someone came in my chat, my chat, and they were like, oh, I've been playing Remnant 2, and I was like, oh, is it good? Because I've been interested in it, and they went, no, it's fucking terrible. I'm like, oh, what a shame. I really liked Remnant 1. And they're like, no, I couldn't stand Remnant 1. <laughs> I'm like, what? this doesn't help me. Yeah. <laughs> From what I, I've seen, okay, it's... I like it. Yeah, I've been having a good fun. giggle about it. Most people have said uh, it's dog, really, really good. There's a dog, which is always great. Yeah, a lot of people said it's really, really good. Um, It's difficult, though. And it, yeah, no, you... I, I died in the... Because, uh, I, well, I didn't know what to expect. <laughs> it's basically so what I, Redfall uh, was the... supposed to be. <laughs> pretty much Wait, so. it's a finished game yeah so i was it's just finished. saying like remnant 2 is what red it is pretty was buggy, to, be. to be honest I, it's pretty buggy i i was having issues last time when i was streaming it because i i loaded it up for the first time yes like on stream so mm -hmm. like i like fully fresh and had never even ex been exposed to it and i think i had i suffered from two crashes right. um and i had to uh there's like an overlay i from uh geforce i think or what what, what was it for I can't remember. There was like certain a what? Yeah. It's the DSS. DSS, thank you. Right. Um, that it it was causing crashes on my game, and I had to turn it off entirely. Um, and after that, I didn't have any issues. But then I had like some connection issues. I think we also played with another person too for my chat, who also was having some issues with connectivity. So there are. It's not like a perfect game. Like it's there's buggy. It's buggy right now. But right. Um, aside from that, as somebody who's brand new to the franchise, I thoroughly enjoyed myself i suck at it a lot when i when because i'm playing as a hunter so I've had i was they've, explaining they've put hmm? a lot of like easter eggs and secrets in it including a secret for data miners so they put a secret in the really? code that unlocks a class 
because if they were like, a mind their game. Oh, yeah. I think someone was so telling me about that last night, game, and I was so fucking confused. Yeah, yeah, I was very confused. But like, they, they've they've put loads of hidden What's classes. What's that? 0.2% of their audience. <laughs> like, mate, they've put loads. Well, like, there's loads of classes because, you can unlock from secret areas. Because they release that information, though, so. You know, people will find out about it, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So they basically said, they're like, we want to have loads of secrets in the game, but we know people are going to data mine it, so we thought we'd take the piss and put that's an actually, unlockable that's thing in the data That's kind of cute, though, when you yeah. think about it. They're like, they're just kind of playing into the data mining. I like that. But apparently that's, there's, that's there's kind of, loads of classes you can unlock. good attitude. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Like, just in secret rooms and stuff that don't show up on the map, you'll have, like, environmental clues, perhaps, but not, not like, mm -hmm. here's a sign that says not a secret room kind of thing. Like, nothing like that. There was, <laughs> I think Co Carnage was playing one where he um, went into this foggy area, which actively damages you when you're in it. But mm -hmm. he, he managed to, like, get through and then jump onto this island where there was no fog, and he, like, looted a corpse or something, and it unlocked the engineer class and stuff like that. So like you can unlock, um, you can have two classes at once as well that supplement each other. So you you unlock all these classes, and there's quite a few. I think the number I heard was like twelve, and like the base oh. starting game is like is four or five, I believe. Oh, can you confirm that? How many classes are at the beginning? I think four. Is it five? It's four, right? It's five, but you can combine them. There's five, there's five, but you can combine them. That was it. Yeah, yeah. so I believe in like, there's another like 12 you can unlock just by playing the game. And it also, um, yeah. it starts yeah, you at I, different I, points I think uh, what's someone who joined Evnanas was an engineer, and uh, which was like one of the newer, like the combined classes. And she was just showing off like all like the little, um, the guns and everything, all the perks that they get. And it's, it seems like there's a lot of depth to the game. I'm just barely scratched the surface too so i can't really speak much on my experience besides that i'm terrible at it mm. and i could pet the dog and i took every opportunity to pet the dog yeah so there's a, a class I, that what utilizes game is dog. What? a class that utilizes dog petting not dog petting yes. but the dog itself there's oh dog. a dog and yeah. if and if you play with someone who like has a dog you could still pet the dog yeah, i'm not i'm not the class with oh and you can so you can pet other people's dogs if you if you pick handler, you can. Uh, there's a dog. It's like a German Shepherd. I'm a I'm a hunter, and I went and I was like, "Can I pet the dog?" And it took me a <laughs> long time, and every chance I got, I would go pet that dog. You can also pet a dog in Poe. Ta -ta. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, before this, I was playing uh, Oblivion. I went back to Oblivion. You can pet Cyber Mastiffs all you want in um, Necromunda. True. True. <laughs> Yeah, for from what I've been hearing, the story is eh. The boss mechanics and stuff like that are really fun. The I'm still trying to understand really, really it. Like I, I don't think I ever understood the first story. It was just like, oh know. yeah, cool, do the. Thing. It's like I was just, I was more like baffled by like I went, I go to the home base, and this is like really early on in the game when I'm going in, and I'm like, why does everyone look like they're showered, and everyone's young and and attractive, and then there's Kurt Russell over here who's leading everyone. No idea. Someone's 132 years old. I'm still figuring it out. Just very confused. Why are there why are there plants everywhere? I don't know. And everyone has a, their own unique gameplay experience because you start in like a random zone. So you start a oh. new game. Someone yeah. else starts a new game. You're in completely different zones. Yeah, I think uh, my fiance he said that he started off in like it looked it looked a little bit like Bloodborne, and the area I'm in is oh, Jesus Christ. I kept referring to Power Rangers. It's nothing like Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like this, like very desolate, like planet. I don't know. It's like lots of like 
husk like zombies from if you played mass effect that's what i kept that's what they remind me of yeah. i don't know i'm so it's 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 interesting i didn't know that everyone had a different experience because i went in completely blind knowing nothing about the franchise and just having a lot of questions yeah there's none a, of them have been answered a lot of replayability um <laughs> yeah supposed to be, it, or, or rather people have commented that it's better with another player not because the single player experience is bad but because of the way the classes work they complement each other a lot more um, yeah so for example there's like not one, my experience though one person <laughs> one person started as the hunter class so the one with the dog but they were in a starting zone where the dog would basically be limited because they there would be like platforms they have to leap to and the dog oh, yeah, yeah. would run to the edge and go oh or fall off in yeah, some cases. Yeah, the dog does do <laughs> so that. You can't utilize oh, the dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. It makes me sad. You'll see the dog go like, I can't go up there. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, no, the, I, my experience has not been like that because I, the person I've been playing with is a handler and he runs off and I've been dying a lot because of it. <laughs> or uh, for the first time I playing this uh, the, this area, we're looking through, I don't know what, the, they're these like little sub like dungeon areas in the area I'm in. And, and wanders off and this big metal door just like closes on me and i'm like well, i can't get in there right, so right. he wanders off and apparently it was just like a section for him to get some treasure and then it, the whole room flooded and he died and i'm like see there's your karma right there <laughs> left me alone i couldn't figure out how to get him <laughs> like hit me jp uh commented those are my experiences that the first like zone boss he came across is like a cliff mm. before the boss so if you got a gun fine his dog would run to the cliff, fall off the cliff, and then you go, cool. Oh. The thing that keeps me alive, because the dog can heal you and stuff like that, yeah, the do the dog just heals. immediately died because it ran at a boss that it can't reach and fell off the edge, which is, you could have oh. put down to technically a bug. You, you know, you'd think there'd be some kind of invisible wall for the dog. But, um, so yeah, so that no, made... No, no, we just watched the dog die. <laughs> yeah, so that made his first uh, zone, his first experience, a little bit sour because he's got a, a, a harder starting point because of the class he picked yeah. and because of the random zone you put whereas if he was well, playing like, his own without that situation was... the dog would be fine so yeah mm. it's like i was telling you earlier how like um you know my character is technically or my class is more long range mm. so it kind of helps that i have someone who has the dog but when in some of the areas we've been going into there's a lot of enemies oh. that will just like they swarm you <laughs> and they get straight <laughs> sorry my camera went off its tits uh, they'll just swarm me and like get in my face and because i i mean i have like a sword but i have to upgrade it better till so i'm actually capable of protecting myself right and i'm just getting overrun i'm like dying left and right going like what the fuck apparently things <laughs> sneak up on you a lot so oh it's my third God. person over the, the shoulder so things the, will come up behind you but you can't quite giant see it. brain thing that came i we were walking down this narrow hallway and out of nowhere this giant brain thing just comes in and i was like what the fuck is that? And it just bear like barrels into me, and my character just dies. And yeah. I'm just like, and what the? There's fuck? nothing to tell you that something's behind you, so you have to proactively like check your back as well. Yeah, like, it's quite no, yeah. I, I'm learning very quickly uh, that I am. This is a new. This is an entirely different playstyle for me to get used to. It's it's soul it's souls but with guns. I will say, it's dark souls I, when I'm guns. playing Remnant, it's fun. It is funny as hell for me to play because like I I'm one way when I play games like this. Like I'm not a hardcore gamer by any stretch, and I just go in. That's why like usually I tag in like I, it's casual. Like I'm going in to have fun. Yeah, it's a game and that I, I would care, like, like to play, but I would want to play it with another person. Like just do I'll a, a co-op run. You play with us. We'll play the game. 
after we'll play, we'll play together, Brian. After yeah, there's too many free. games right now for me to think about. Yeah, there's about so many games three. right now. Like I, I have my backlog is so big right now. <clears throat> I'm worried that I when mean, like, the past comes couple out. days before leading up to this, I was playing Oblivion because I just went back and I was like, you know what? I want to revisit some jank. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned that when Baldur's Gate 3 comes out, I'm just going to be gone. It's just like, okay, here here I am, fucking bears. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you going to bang as a bear? I'm probably not going to bang as a bear, but yeah, I, well, I can God see it, myself Brian. getting very lost in that game. Because it's a, it's a mega game. It's not even a game. It's literally a planet in the form of a game. It's going to be so fun. Um, hmm. Peachy, what have you been doing over the last week? Uh, I have been um, fundraising. You've been rimming, haven't um, you? Actually, that's I, a point. I was only rimming today. That's a point. Where the fuck is the maid outfit, bitch? <laughs> well. <laughs> so, Did you take it um, off before the podcast? I, I need to redo my set, um, including... I need to redo my set. Right, um, right. Because it, it looks terrible on, on camera. It looks even worse to the eye. Uh, and I did a bit of fundraising, and tomorrow I will be playing Unholy, the spooky game. Dressed as a maid. Right, Thank you. Right. Um, I, I so thought you were dressed as a maid today, because I saw no. the, the title of the stream, so I was like, oh, maid stream. Oh, he's going to be wearing it for the, it's, for the It did say maid stream tomorrow. Uh, it clips off on Discord. Leave me uh, it's called the Oo-Oo-Calypse. oo oo calypse I like it. Yeah, that's what's happening tomorrow. I only actually played RimWorld today. I played an interesting RTS where you're ants, which is really cool. It's it's not quite the RTS I was expecting. There's no like micro bandboxing directing kind of stuff. It's a mm-hmm. bit more micro, a bit more macro than it is micro. But it was really cool. It's um, I was a bit down on it because I'm like, God, this UI is terrible. And then I realized they're on uh, version 0.3, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, and I, I can't. You kind of forgive a lot of stuff when it's at that stage. Right. Uh, it's actually really cool because if, think about um an ant colony. They have different types of ants and stuff. And that lends itself to, like, the RTS idea and like, all the other bugs that are trying to eat the ants, right? So those are your enemies, and you need to find food, which ants do most of the time, and they need to protect their queen, which is laying all the eggs and stuff. It's actually a really cool concept, um, and there's a lot of content there. It's just a bit visually janky to figure out what's going on. Right. But that, that's a really cool game. Um, uh, I've got uh, Baldur's Gate coming up soon um and then we've got starfield and the phantom liberty so I i've can't just wait for been, i've mostly been playing like one shot games um and a, a little bit of tony hawk i'm sorry i'm sorry i've let everyone down um, with baldur's gate well, is starfield's that gonna, be... gonna be great i already have my copy with, i'm ready with, with baldur's gate is that gonna be a filler game or are you gonna stream an entire playthrough um i probably won't get to a, an entire playthrough yeah. because I yeah, there's other games coming out, <laughs> which that's... I have already pre-ordered. Game, uh, game, big games like Baldur's Gate, like I can't do the whole playthrough. I just go in every now and again. Well, yeah. I'm I'm gonna hit it like hard and then play it till till it die. I usually play games on stream until they oh, die. Oh yeah, it's coming out. So, yeah. Wait, when is uh, Baldur's Gate supposed to come out? It, next I guess every second next week. The second of August, I believe. Uh yeah I, yeah either the second or the third it's next week um which All I'll right. be live to play so I'm I'm I am I was like uh you know what I can't afford a fifty pound game right now because yeah. there are so many games coming out um right 
but it's been a fundraiser. And everyone's been like, hey, you, you did that goal. Here's Baldur's Gate. Like, what? Oh, <laughs> so nice. it's it's been it's been rough here at the towers, but it's gotten a lot better. That's good. That's good. Bunch I've, of games coming. I've been watching One Piece. Oh, which is like from the beginning. Yeah, I've got a guide that, that skips the the filler, so I've skipped probably like seven or eight episodes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm in the hundreds. Oh, how many? Uh, it's like. Close to two thousand or something that's super nice. Oh it's, my it's, god! It's, it's over but so a thousand. seven or eight out of two thousand is fine. No, no, I've only watched like I think I'm on hundred and thirteen, <laughs> hundred and fourteen, something like that. Yeah. Well, like, the, the sad thing, Peachy, is that is actually only for this series. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah no. I I, I, I that. cared about uh, uh, One Piece, uh, but luckily I don't really care about anime. So I've been putting I've it heard off. The stories. I've heard the lore of Hello? One Piece. <laughs> Everyone says that. Oh, I no, I ain't got time for that right now. And then they always do, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's great!" And but then they'll I mean, say, "But don't you try it." I'm the One Piece. I've always heard it. Say it. They say it's great. Yeah. So, but they it's... also say, "Don't watch it because there's too much." Yeah. yeah. So it's I one of the a... big three. So the big three are Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece. They all came around about the same time, and yeah. were relatively accessible via just terrestrial television or cable or whatever you could you could watch it on the daily without issue very easily as opposed to other animes you'd have to go to like specialist websites and stuff like that <laughs> so i was special interest websites <laughs> tentacles but um yeah so dragon <laughs> it was it was a case of is it popular because it's one of the big three and it was really accessible or is it actually good now i've watched naruto which I enjoyed, but I also made sure that I was stoned for ninety nine percent of that kind of thing. So being I, high I made it. I remember watching Naruto when I was in my stoner days too. I actually I, tried I, to watch Naruto, and my only problem with it is the titular character is an absolute. I hate. I hate Naruto, the actual Naruto. Yeah, he's Everyone Naruto. else is kind of okay. I remember I watched. I think. Oh God, I was in. I was young when I watched Naruto, and because I, I spent a summer vacation watching the whole series, and then. She, it was when Shippuden was about to come out, and I was like, "Oh, dude! Like, time skips can be better. Like, you know, I don't. I I hate watching shows when it like it's a kid. I want." <laughs> so then right. I went and watched that, and then I, I think like I forgot when it was. I hit the the fillers, and I was like, "Not again!" Yeah. <laughs> Just <stopped watching. laughs> when I first started watching Naruto, I didn't consider a filler guide because I didn't know how bad it was going to be. And then like I, you, I went you get... through all the fillers. I was like dedicated, and yeah, it, I think I, after that, it was like it burned me out so bad. Yeah, so, so I, I don't... in the after the first forty episodes, I think it was, it's a hundred episodes of filler just filler so nothing that was in natural manga it's just side stories they've made up to burn to time and i watched all for of them one piece no no for um naruto so when i first I'm watched to naruto, you're, you're probably right there was like there, there isn't really that much like like uh when it comes to like what's actually in the manga and what's like you know story relevant i remember there was like there was like a whole shit ton after um like ah damn it i can't remember all the the there was a big fight between Naruto and Sasuke. I remember, and then Sasuke yeah. leaves. And then there's a huge filler arc after that. Yeah, so like there's a hundred episode filler arc. So I remember watching all of that before someone was like, "Oh, you can get a guide and it will tell you which ones to skip." So I did that, and then you end up skipping half. The, yeah, it makes the it a lot more. It, easily it makes digestible. it a lot more digestible. Uh, with One Piece, I'm doing the same again. So I'm I'm using something to skip the guides. 
I do think so... it's better than both Naruto and Bleach. Bleach was kind of like a bit wank, to be honest. Like it looked cool. I, I, I but didn't it, like Bleach. Yeah, the story in Bleach and the writing in Bleach was really, really horrible. Naruto, it was like, oh, there was some moments where I was like, oh, my heart kind of thing. And like it's cute. There was, there was some good stuff annoying. in Naruto. I like it's funny because like I remember really enjoying it, and I just never wanted to go back after Shippuden. I told you I just stopped yeah. after when the filler started, but that was when it was in syndication when I was watching it. This that's how long ago this was when I was watching it, and I was like, I can't fucking do that shit again. And I by the time like I mean I didn't even know that there was a second another series until like last year. Yeah, yeah, Naruto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So with One Piece, I went into it and I was like, oh, like the art style looks really goofy. Like I, I still can't yeah. get over the art style. Um, but people are like, no, it's like it's really like in comparison to the other two, there are some really dark themes in it in the show. But you end up being like, okay, this is really, really serious. It's really, really dark. There's now a man with a gargantuan nose and he's flinging bogies at people for his superpower and the bogies explode. <laughs> You're like what what's going on like why honestly brian i would have to be stoned to watch one piece <laughs> i have been somewhat inebriated the entire time and that has made it enjoyable honestly, i mean but it's it's definitely he, not s tier like if, if, you, if you're into yeah. anime like if, if you're into anime the the big three the most popular and beloved animes in the world are actually not the best animes in the world they're like, no, they're like, if you had to assign but, an arbitrary number out of 10, it'd be like a 7 out of 10. You know, it's above average, it's entertaining. Who's your favorite character so far? In One Piece? Yeah, I don't know any of the characters, just lay it on me though. One thing I did notice, and this isn't like to say they're my favorite character, but there's a there's a female character called Nami. And at the very beginning, she, oh, she's I know very, about Nami. very like plain. She's, she's smart. But no, no, that's the thing. In episode one, she's like an A cup. <laughs> And then, like, yeah. every 10 episodes, they bigger. get bigger. So every smart. 10 fucking episodes. It's not literally every 10. But, like, I've gone from, like, oh, she's got, like, bee stings to she could use those as weapons kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it has dramatically changed. I, and I was like, what's going her. on? But, yeah. Um, I don't I, know. Every time I see, like, uh, One Piece, like, figurines, it's always, it's always Nami. Yeah. Like, I would <laughs> say Zoro was probably my favorite character so far because he's the most normal, <laughs> to be honest. Like he's the least goofy. Like he, he's a bit of a jock character. Like he's all muscle, not he's not dumb, but he's he's not exactly the quickest witted. You like the jocks, you're you're a fan fan of the Chad characters. Well, no, it's just more of he's <laughs> fucking weird. Like the other characters, the other characters are just like a just bit questionable wait, as people kind of thing. But yeah, I, I've been watching just it. Wait, it's in one piece. <laughs> well, apparently, it gets better and better as time goes on. And it was one of those things. It's like, well, if if I have to grip my teeth to get through the first 20, 30 episodes, is it really a good show? And I've been great my teeth with it, or um, alleviating my uh, immersion, let's say, um, with non-sobriety. And it, it's it's been all right. It's been watchable. I've been enjoying it. Does anyone Good. else have Someone, anything else In to my chat, there's an explanation for why her boobs keep getting bigger. Apparently, right, right around the time her boobs... I don't know. I'm telling you anyway. <laughs> I, if I have to know, you have to know. Uh, around the time Nami's boobs got bigger was when the creator of One Piece got married, and he's just constantly horny for his wife. Fair enough. Fair enough. And that's that's a, that's a reason if I've heard one. Fair. <sighs> that's fair. Does anyone else have that's anything? That's not how it works. Yeah. Does anyone else have anything before we uh, end the show? Um, I suck at Tetris on the Switch. Oh, that's unfortunate. Okay. I've been playing a lot of it. And you're I suck you're at good it. at Tetris, Tetris on 99. other devices. 
Well, I, I, I like Tetris. Is it Tetris 99? You, you know playing? when you play a game and you get better at it, the more you play it? Yeah. It's the opposite. It, yeah, Tetris 99. Tetris? Yeah, I haven't played that. I've, I've heard a lot about I it. I started off and I'm I'm hitting like, um my first couple of games, I was like top 40 and then I hit the, the um like top 20. And then I was like trying hard to play because I'm like, oh, I'm getting into this. And I cannot get past 80 or 70 anymore. I That's, don't know the game... It, You'll be playing against all the sweaty people as well. Like that's been out. I'm that's, just that's... turning on the game and joining a game. That's I don't the... think you're playing well, that's, a game. That's your problem, Peachy. No, but... Don't just join. What I'm saying is, because it, it's a battle royale, isn't <laughs> they it? They have to join you. Yeah. Yeah. So like, if you're being put up against other players who've probably been playing it since it came out, which was what a year or two ago, like it, when it, when a battle royale has been out for a year. The player base yeah, is the sweaty. I was better <laughs> when I started. Before I wasn't even like you know you push up to make the the piece instantly go. I mm. wasn't even I wasn't doing that when I started, and I was doing much better. Fair, fair. And now now I suck, and I don't think there's a ranking. And if there is, I'm not high up that ranking, so I don't. I imagine why I'm getting worse at the game. I imagine there is some kind of internal uh, ranking system to match make because that would be a shit show otherwise. But uh, but yeah, was there anything else you wanted to discuss, Paul, before we uh, do showers? No, I'm I'm probably gonna be on a little bit later tonight playing. I was gonna check out either Unholy or The Chant, or maybe more Remnant Two. I'm not sure yet. I have to eat <laughs> before I case. make that decision. But let's... aside from that, eh, no, well, not too do, much. Do shout outs then. So if you when you are on later, where can people find you? At twitch.tv slash pullfictionally and, and you can find i'm a former instagram model turned variety streamer and you'll find me on all my social medias including x <laughs> but at, uh all my social medias are under pullfictionally except on twitter i'm dead naming it at as pullfictionally and i'll be on around 5 30 p.m pacific standard time nice peachy hi i am Peachy Pixel made, but tomorrow only. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of fun things happening tomorrow, which I'm not going to tell you about, but there will be fun things that you can join in and have fun, and I will be dressed as a maid. I'm playing a spooky-ass game, because the, the demo was pretty cool. I, I, I thought the demo had a lot of atmosphere to it, so I'm looking forward to playing that. So don't tell me a word about it, Pulp. If you I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that far. I'm I was going to say I'm very interested to hear your thoughts about it. Uh, Pulp is also wearing a maid outfit while playing it, so I a bit awkward. One I'm of us is going to have to change, outfit. and it ain't me, love. <laughs> I don't own a maid outfit, but apparently Peachy does, so he's one up me. Mm -hmm. he, he I, don't, I definitely don't own two. I could borrow Peachy's, okay. He can lend I it to you. definitely do not have one that will fit you. <laughs> and my name... Uh, oh, sorry. He, Peachy. And Brian, which Pixel Eight. Um, I'm not using X very much, so I'm on Threads and Instagram. I have, I have Threads and and Blue Sky. Did you get Blue Sky? I do, but I've not used it because they're I'm mining not, me for AI. Fuck off. <laughs> We're all over the place here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Brian, Brian. Where can we find you? So I can be found everywhere on uh, the internet. <laughs> under brian the pirate that's brian with a y thank you to my fantastic hosts or co-hosts rather um Pope and peachy for uh, coming on each week and providing entertainment for all of you you should all be thankful and to do that you should subscribe to the youtube channel the yes x uh account or twitter account and uh yeah thank you all for for hanging out with us that's going to be it from us this evening we will see you in two weeks time Farewell. We're Bye.
oh, I'm pressing the wrong button because I don't know what I'm doing. Where's the end screen? I still haven't <laughs> made an end screen button for fuck's sake. <gasps> Bear with me. Bye, chat. Oh,